Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Pointless Exercise Podcast. It's time to remember this crap with Mike Donahue. Mike, how are you? Bears. Bears. People are tuning in for the 2004 Cubs. I'm sorry to no, disappoint we, you. But we, that's, never issued a, we never that's issued still a coming. release date. It's football yeah. season, and this is a week. The Bears are playing the Niners, and we came up with a brilliant idea. So you're going to get instead, you're not getting the 2004 Cubs. You're getting, you're actually getting an enjoyable team, the most enjoyable Bears team of all time. You're getting 1985 Anytime. Bears at Niners. Anytime we can do it. Yeah, yeah. We're, at that time of year, we're having to pivot here, juggling back and forth between the our Cubs stick and the Bears stick. And uh, I th- we thought it'd be good uh, to, you know, typically when we, when we go down this road for the Bears, it's the uh, first time they face an opponent. That's kind of how what we go by. The Bears are playing the Niners on Sunday. Is that we kind of, you know, give the historical look and, you know, find reasons to make fun of the franchise for various reasons, make us feel better about our own. But then teams come up again, and we figured out oh, another direction we can go is YouTube has lots of games. And what we've found – in case you missed uh, last season with 1985 Bears Packers on Monday night, the 1985 Bears Vikings on Monday night. Pretty much uh, going forward, maybe that's just what we do because the 85 is so much fun and pretty much every goddamn game is on YouTube. But we did want to pass up the opportunity to, uh, to you know, take a trip down memory lane for a rare Bears vanquishing of the Niners in San Francisco, no less. Well, you know, the Bears, the Bears do play the Falcons this year. Do you think we can get David Archer to come on and see if he can remember anything that happened in the game where he got his head pounded in. I was at that game. Do you remember Yeah, being sacked in the end zone for one of like five safeties that the 85 Bears uh, produced? <laughs> uh, it's too bad that you're the only one that can see. Uh, I The podcast studio here at Decipio Tower has been completely redone. It's very nice. And I would like to tell our good friends at Chuggo, I have a table. It is, it is a thing. You can do it. Mike doesn't have to sit and look at my crotch while I sit there awkwardly with a laptop on my lap. I actually have a Balance it on your gunt. Did you see they added four four new guys to their Bears coverage? No. Including uh, former WGM, maybe current, I don't know. Mark Harmon. I don't know where. Not Mark Harmon. Oh, I like Harmon. No, not Mark Harmon. Not, Mark not Harman. the Mark actor Harman. from, Sunny, from Summer School. Mark Harmon, Mark Harmon. There's no way... The, oh, I know there's Mark no Harman. way to not make those sound the same. Mark Harmon. Mark Correct. Harman. Mark, you have to really pause between the Mark and then the Carmen. The one that Chuggo has was not in summer school with Courtney Thornsmith. 
Correct. And yeah. uh, his dad wasn't a Heisman Trophy winner? Was Tom Harmon a Heisman Trophy winner? Uh, he, he played at UCLA, I believe. Well, Mark, Mark played at UCLA. Played the old man. USC. The old man played at Michigan. and I. Th- oh, he did. Oh, and he was Very a great good player. Call. Good call. Somehow I, I thought Mark Harmon. He's from Gary, so Indiana. Mark- Gary, Indiana. Wow. Gary, Indiana. War number 98. I played quarterback. I don't think he won. I don't game. know that he he may have won the high. He was he was renowned. Uh, oh, he won it. Day. He did. He won yeah. it. The first Michigan player to win the Heisman, Tom Herman. And then his son Fantastic. got to be on Saint Elsewhere. Perfect, perfect <laughs> training for that. Um, they got him. Um, they got two other people I don't know, and they got um, a man most famous for being the last player to sack Brett Favre. Oh, our guy from Northwestern, Tracy Wooten, Corey Wooten. Corey Wooden. Corey Wooden. They hired him. He has to promise not to beat up Adam Hoke. That's the last former bear they had. Couldn't couldn't not do that. So they're going to try that this time. I like Adam Hoke, so I I can't imagine it'd be that hard not to punch him. But then again, <laughs> well, Olin Olin's got uh, anger issues. He didn't hit him in the Fred. face with a dumbbell. He's learning. He's could, learning to control himself. Could have been worse, right? It's only been seventeen years since the Fred Miller incident. So, uh, no additions to the uh, to the football squad here at uh, Pointless Exercise. Still, Mike Pusteri on the Bear Podcast and uh, Mike Donahue on Remember This Crap. We don't need anymore. It's rolling out the same bullshit. We should really bring. We should bring Kyle back for one of these though. Um, Kyle Morris. We got a lot of Kyle. Does a lot of Kyle's not- out of mics. Just to have his internet crap out eight seconds into a podcast again. That would be fun. For old times' sake, making the astute football observations that no one ever heard, because he lives in Iowa and the wind wasn't blowing hard enough for the internet to work that day. Right, and so we otherwise are missing out. And I don't feel I get enough of his insight from his tweets. It would be nice to just hear him rant. Um, I'm sure, he has a thought or two on Justin Fields. He seems very positive. I'm sure, that'll get. That'll get beaten out of him somehow. Could get quiet, right? And not necessarily because of Justin Fields, you know, fall obviously. That clearly not. If Justin Fields doesn't make it, I'm already not willing to just say it's because of him. Well, now you told me you haven't listened to it yet, but uh, we did the season preview podcast last night, and we actually I have not. we actually did the hack, went through the schedule, win loss, and I was uh, I I think I have a theory on this. I think that um, when you do that. You get caught up in the moment, and you always give the team two more wins than they deserve. I think that's exactly what I did. I got you overly optimistic, two, and I gave, you them, had two, I gave them two more wins than they deserve. No, I get seven and ten. There's no way that's a seven-win football team. That's I forgot about and, seven. That's a five and twelve football team, and I talked myself into seven wins. So, but I'm Mr. Okay. Positive. I'm Mr. Positive about the Bears. It's going to be all all good stuff. Love the fluce. Um. We found out, I, we came up with an alternative uh, des- definition for the hits principle. It's good stuff. So people should uh, go back and listen to that after, they, after they've listened to this. So this is uh, week six of the 1985 season. The Bears are coming in at 5-0. and The defending Super Bowl champion Niners are 3-2, and having lost Stumbling. games to the Vikings and the Saints. Is that right? It was the Saints? I believe, yes. Um, 
may or yeah. may not have been Jim Mora Sr.'s first season, but Saints were starting to awaken, but nobody expected that they still, were an absolute still format bumped. for them. It was. Saints, Saints, beat him, okay. Saints beat him 20 to 17. On a Eugene Goodlow 43 yard touchdown pass from Dave Wilson. I don't know what oh, it is. Former U of Island. Former U of Island. Right. You know, Dave Wilson, of course, was Tony Easton's predecessor at Illinois. So there is that. That Dave Wilson. Illinois, sending, constantly sending quarterbacks to the NFL there for a while. Yeah. Jack is, uh, Jason Verdusco still playing in the NFL? He might be. What about Shane Land? Did he ever make it? I can't remember. I don't know. Didn't they have a guy last year named Art something? Art. It's like, no, don't, don't, don't start a quarterback in 2020. Was Kirk Kidner, was Kirk Kidner a beer? Let's remember some crap about, was it Schaubert? Or oh, yeah. Legend? Did he ever play in a uh, in an official I, I, NFL game for the Bears? I, I know he was there for. I just know I was in, uh, I was in uh, oh, Vegas for some New Year's, and he won me money. Kirk Kidner started four I'm games sure. in the NFL. Do you know for what team? Yes, the Falcons, right? Yeah, the Falcons, yeah. He's one it of just three. came to me. Uh, he threw a two a touchdowns. Game. Yeah, he won a game. He threw two touchdown passes, and he threw six interceptions. Mm. Uh, his final transaction in the NFL in 2005, he was waived by the Chicago Bears. Okay. Didn't probably have far to go. Go back home and find another job. Did he get, uh, did a he career. Get, he's from Schaumburg. Yeah, so Schaumburg. I knew he's. I wasn't sure it was Schaumburg or Naperville. He's only Doesn't forty-two. Matter. He's younger than Tom Brady. He could still be playing. I don't know what's Ooh. fifth Doesn't round draft by the Falcons. Wow. Uh, didn't know that. Well, maybe we'll have him just on re- for the Falcons. Reinforces just reinforces my point. Illinois, for better or worse, has sent a lot of quarterbacks to the NFL to varying degrees of uh, success, and. That may or may not have begun with Dave Wilson, who was there before Tony Eason, and helped beat the defending Super Bowl champion Joe Montana led uh, San Francisco 49ers, putting them in a rut. And then at the same time, the Bears, you know, like you said, were five and zero. And I, you know, for context, the Bears were sort of mid ascension. They were, you know, had advanced the year before further than we expected. It was all a thrilling ride. And so everything was coming together and was, it was coming together as we had hoped and more so. And the bears were undefeated. Not so expected was that the 49ers uh, division rival Rams were also undefeated. There was another thing going on at this point in the season. Dick Stockton made us very much aware of this while we're watching this game. And of course the Rams would continue to pretty much just play above the, the wire. And the, the Niners did keep stepping on their own dick. And I think it's one of the few years that Walsh missed the playoffs. Uh, and the Rams would in fact make it all the way to the soldier field in January uh, before getting run over. But both teams were undefeated, but the Rams and the bears, there were pretty big difference even at this point in the year. Well, I mean, the Rams had a huge advantage over the Niners that year at quarterback. De- Dieter Brock. I mean, CFL legend. Yeah, Dieter Brock, former Winnipeg Blue Bomber, against Joe Montana. That's not a, that's not a fair fight. It wasn't in 85. It sure was. Ralph Dieter Brock. I would have gone with Dieter, too, if my name was Ralph, I think. Well, what the Rams had, of course, was uh, Eric Dickerson. Yeah, he was kind of good. Some good linemen and uh, you know, Walter Payton's for her uh, college teammate. 
Jackie Slater. Yeah, I was going to say Slater and uh, Daryl. No, no, who am I thinking of? Uh, I can't think of the offensive lineman. I mean, I don't know. The Rams, we've hashed it out. They were like this, always a second tier team in the 80s, although they were much closer to being a first tier team in the 70s and just kept getting bounced by the Vikings and Cowboys. They were always sort of there. Just, I don't know, like uh, 85 was one of their best shots, but they really didn't have a fucking shot. It turned out because uh, it was all Bears, including on this day. So the uh, the announcer, announcers, uh, folks at home are going to hear uh, the announcers. We're going to we're going to play it under our. We'll try to shut up when when the announcers say something astute. Uh, we may have to rewind occasionally to catch things, but um, we're going to try to. We're not going to try to not turn this into a four and a half hour podcast if we can help it. But um, the announcers are Dick Stockton and a guy named Wayne Walker, whom I still know nothing about. I've done no research. Uh, you should know I, that he looked a lot like Jimmy Buffett. I thought he looked like uh, John Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I, he was when a, they cut to the camera in the second quarter. I was the reason Wayne's doing the game is Wayne. This is this is mid '80s CBS where Johnny Morris is local. Johnny Morris can do bear games. Wayne Walker, former NFL player, sportscaster on uh, one which uh, on KPI Bay Area in San Francisco. He was uh, a former Detroit Lion. And he played two positions. Wayne was a linebacker, and Wayne was the kicker. And I love that so much. Linebacker and place linebacker kicker. and kicker. Yeah, you know, uh, Pat Summerall was a tight end and a kicker. Yeah. Well, Bob Parsons yes. was a tight end well, and a that's punter. The, that's the. Um, that's that's the gold standard. Of course. Good uh, old Marines uh, yeah, Wayne, um, for his career. Um, what years did he play for the Lions? He played for the Lions from 1958 to 1972. Oh, my gosh. He, uh, well, uh, no offense, Wayne, but your rookie year was the year after the Lions won their last Poor Wayne. NFL championship. So. Wayne was a – I'm not going to say Wayne was an accurate kicker. Uh, for his career – he made 53 of his 131 attempts. Like 40%. 40.5%. He did. He, though, extra points. Wayne was your guy. 172 for 175. 98%. 98%. Bob Thomas would shank more, more extra points by week four of the season than Wayne missed in his entire career. Well, let's... let's also point out that Wayne Pornstash was kicking in an era before they even pushed them back. Literally extra points were, were they not on the goal line? Uh, they're on the No, I'm thinking about the, 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 the goal post. But yeah, no, same thing. Yeah, goal posts the were, goal on, posts the, were on, the on the end line. line. So um, he still missed three, but whatever. Yeah, because we've you could, at that time you could kick a you kick an eight-yard field goal, right? Not, yeah, eight-yard field goal. If you're at the one yeah. and a seven-yard from to the snap, eight-yard field goal. Uh, for his career, Wayne Walker uh, attempted 13 kicks of more than 50 yards. How many do you think Wayne made? Zero. Yeah, he didn't make any. <laughs> All for 13. Uh, he made 15 wow. of his 48 attempts from 40 yards, 40 to 49 yards. Uh, he right. was uh, 16 of 35 from 30 to 39. 
Maybe some windy conditions at uh, Tiger Stadium. He was 11 of 23 from 20 to 29 yards out. But if you got him inside of 20 yards, Wayne was your man, 11 for 12 in his career. All right. He kicked in parts of eight seasons. He played 15 years, and half his career he he was a kicker and a linebacker. He was a pro bowler as a linebacker. Oh, wow. All Three right. times. And he was first team all pro in 1965. Was he playing with the Lions as late as like 72, 73? I'm just wondering if he was teammates with 72. Dick Gerard. Oh, 1972. I uh, made the Pro Bowl three times. Um, I guess I said that. He made the Pro Bowl three times. He was uh, first team Associated Press uh, one year and second team two times. All right. So that's Wayne Walker. You're going to hear him. Uh, he's got quite the comb over, even in the picture here. He went to Idaho. He's from Boise. And he's and he's dead. So we won't, we, 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 Wayne will not be joining yeah. us for the second half. We tried to do the Manning cast thing with Wayne, and his widow said he's uh, unavailable. Good, because uh, I'm not sorry, not good. Unfortunate, because I was hoping to learn more about the uh, Navajo defense that the 49ers employ. Caught that, but we'll get to it. I'll get to it. We'll jump to it when we get there. How about this? 1985, he led the NFL in non-offensive touchdowns. It doesn't mean they were defensive. It just means that they weren't offensive. Like nobody was offended by Wayne's touchdowns. In what year? 1958. He had two of them, and that led the league. I don't know if they were fumble recoveries or whatever. Uh, he is. He ranks 49th in NFL history in extra point percentage. Okay, but kids, for more Wayne Walker information, <laughs> this is all Wayne, all Wayne Walker, all the time. So, all right, well, we're gonna oh, hear yeah. from Dick and Wayne uh, right now. Yeah. This is Dick Stockton and Wayne Walker here on a beautiful day in San Francisco, and they say maybe the largest crowd ever at Kansas they. Park. Who's they, Dick? Maybe they, maybe Dick. We can't get a fact check on this. You, nobody's counted. Guys, they're just willy nilly coming into the stick. Nobody's taking tickets. This is one of those games, I'll guarantee it, that's going to be played with playoff emotion and intensity. Wayne's making guarantees right off the bat. He's not fucking around. It's week. Yeah, it's week six. So I'll allow it. Fat little Ray Worshing is kicking out. He kicks it all the way to the 10. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I, he's got the total, like, you know, the, the uncle. You know, the, the belt buckle pulled up over him. They don't go down too much then. He's an acrobatic receiver. Catch it anyway. Okay. Uh, Kenny, acrobatic? Did that come to mind when you think of Kenny Marjoram? I think Maybe good hands. I mean, if, <laughs> he might be a tumbler. I don't know about an actual acrobat. Now, one thing I mentioned to you right before we started, I, I like this part, and we're going to let some of this roll. Um, people can't see this. Uh, they could. They go to YouTube. They can just watch it. But um, Sure. Well, it's, the, it's, uh, it's the normal beginning of every game. They still they do it to this day, where the announcers talk, and they throw up on the screen the the lineups by unit. So first we saw the wide receivers, and then they're going to put the offensive lineup, and then they put whatever. So I like the way Dick sets up Wayne. Wayne gives you one fun fact about a player in each of the position groups. And the first one... While we're looking at the first screen. first one, Ken Marjoram was an acrobat. I didn't know that, but uh, uh, I don't know I what he majored in at Stanford. Apparently, it was acrobatics. All 
also a replacement at tight end where Tim Reitman is in for Emory Moorhead with a sore knee. Mike Ditka says that uh, Reitman plays like he did. That's uh, bullshit, but that's fine. Tim, you think of Mike Ditka? You think of Tim Reitman? I don't think Ditka would have been given Reitman praise that easily. Reitman was a nice, pleasant addition in 85, supplementing Moorhead, uh, former USFLer, but... Uh, and Ditka was happy to have him, but there's no way Ditka's tripping over himself in an interview with Wayne Walker. But. That's pretty good. Not bad. Right. First and 10 at the 27-yard line for the top-rated passer in the NFC, Jim McMahon. How about that? Eat your, your heart out, Joe, my San Francisco fans. Yeah, not buying it. Yeah. It slides into second base. This is the base defense for the 49ers. We'll see a lot more of there. Seven defensive linemen. You'll see it all. They still haven't gotten Fred Dean on track. Who's been really outstanding in that group? Todd Shell's an emerging star at outside linebacker. We'll Todd Shell, emerging emerging linebacker at outside linebacker. Todd Shell. I think oh, this is the only time Todd I, wa- Shell. I watched I watched all two hours and twelve minutes of this game. I don't think Todd Shell's name was actually mentioned. <laughs> emerging is it according to Wayne, he's an emerging superstar. There were a lot of good Niners in this defense, and they made plays in this game, and their names are mentioned, but this, I didn't even catch Todd Shell. This game is only 37 years old. There's a chance Todd is still emerging. Well, maybe he'll be playing on yeah. Sunday for the Niners still. We'll be talking a lot of the big switch. Hicks for Lott, cornerback for safety. Neither one of them like it, but that's the way it is right now. So Lott's gone from cornerback. You can keep rolling it, but like Lott's basically the story. is He's gone from being a cornerback to a free safety. I mean, and he doesn't like it? Mr. Pro Bowl, maybe the greatest safety of all time. Didn't like maybe. safety. And he has a presence in this game. Yeah, there's Reitman, 24 yards. Reitman, this is a Tim Reitman game. He's all over this. Early on, at least. Watch, this is just good protection up front now by the Chicago Bears. But man, with all kinds so, of time. Now, I didn't know this about Tim Reitman. Reitman, runs Reitman was uh, the second guy the Bears drafted in 82 ever. Man, they didn't have a second round pick. He was the third round draft. He didn't sign with the Bears. He went to the USFL. And he was apparently, there, he just said it. He was the first player to sign a USFL contract. It was Tim Rice. He signed with the, with the Blitz, right? Was he not a Blitz? I don't know who he played for. Yeah, he might not have been. Okay. And then he then he came back, and he told my Mike Ditka said, like you, he played just like me. Whatever that right. is. Right. <laughs> Here's a McMahon hey, going deep to Willie, and um, the play the play takes so long that Willie is basically in the fourth row of the bleachers by the time Jim throws the ball. He's literally standing under the goalpost waiting for the ball. Uh, you're not going to complete that. Sorry. And it's, he, he gets interfered with. Yeah, it's good. As much as we love McMahon, even in this game, there are times he underthrows really. Which well, I just think that's poor play design. Like, okay, we have one of the fastest players in the world. Uh, let's run this uh, play action, take a, a f- 19 step drop back, and then throw it to Willie. Willie, he'll be open by then. It's like, well, yeah, the field is only 100 yards long. Willie will have run out of field by then. Exactly. Walter, Walter Payton fun fact coming up. I think he touches the ball for the first time here. Well, he already caught a pass. And he slid into second base. Uh, <laughs> that's right. I called that. Robbie Thompson tagged him out. So these would have been the, are these the Ed Hughes Bears? Pretty much always. I don't know who else. Whoever it was, it was never. 
the, the offensive co- coordinator was never the script. Can't think of any else. I mean, Greg Landry at Hughes. I don't know. They're so unnoteworthy. Big Hands Johnson's was outside that time. Number 97 on the defense. Five yard penalty. Repeat second down. There he is. That's the first of what will be about seven first half penalties, by the way, which makes the day very satisfying. Now, they said who the ref was, and I missed it. But he's a real yellow. <laughs> he really gets I, into the calls. It's not Ben Drake, but uh, it's a guy that we, I recognize. I just can't think of, who, of what his actual name is. But we get a yeah, lot of him screaming the penalties. It's like, we get, you're right, you have a microphone. Whiteman goes strong side to the left. And McMahon to the right sideline. Look at that play to Willie. And he's got it inside the five. Willie Gall to the four-yard line. Torrey Nixon, a nickel defender on the play. And Willie Gall, who has the best... So that's a play that gets replicated in the Super Bowl. It's a great pass. McMahon McMahon dropped it in the bucket. Right over the the defense. Willie was leading the NFL in yards for reception. Well, as we've discovered before, Willie would only actually amazingly only catch one touchdown in the entire season this year. He'd already caught that by now. So Bears have the ball on the three-yard line now. They've taken the opening kickoff and are ramming it right up the Niners' butt. Yep. And then who are you going to throw to? Offensive lineman Andy Frederick. That's who you throw. Good old number 71. Did go go into his bag of tricks. Is he trying to to embarrass Bill Walsh right off the bat? Or, like, you know he's got a – and that's the context, I think. You know, the fans, we all know it, that the Bears, of course, and if you watch this game, Stockton and Walker will talk about it. They got pants in the same environment less than a year earlier, less than seven, eight, or nine nine months earlier uh, with a trip to the Super Bowl on the line. So – so after the first season. down, yeah, first down gimmicky pass to uh, Andy Frederick. Uh, second down, uh, why don't you just uh, give the ball to the greatest running back of all time, and he scores a touchdown. Good fucking round. You'd think that Ditka would learn that lesson by the Super Bowl, too, but he wouldn't. That he's going to gimmicks. Now, Wayne Walker, his theory was that Frederick was actually the second tight end because Emory Moore had had the shits. That's why Reitman is starting. They had to have somebody else. It, Didn't they have that, uh, Jay Saldy? Wasn't he, was he uh, on the team? Well, Pat Dunsmore caught a touchdown in the playoff game. In oh, yeah, and you see Dunsmore later. That's how good Dunsmore was. The Bears were like, ah, did, Frederick. Did, did, uh, did Walker really suggest that Moorhead just had too many burritos? Because, I mean, Moorhead seemed like an well, iron horse, right? I mean, I do, I do appreciate having Reitman in '85. It was a step up. He was a backup tight end. You know, this is probably one of his better games. But there's a uh, there's a sign behind the goalpost. Right in this kind of situation, when we need it, I'll take Sorry, a good kick out himself, block on and, and it's not Gene three sixteen. And Waller doesn't need a whole lot of them. Um, I can't. It says, "Go home, Cubs." Yeah, they're making fun of the the bears being baby bears, apparently. Little, little bears. And I don't know what it says. Yeah. Does it say surly bears are cowering or 
bur- I don't know. It's it's curly 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 bears. It's very bad. Uh, the Niner fans should yeah. be ashamed. Oh, it's God. not funny. Well, it's not clever. They think that's a burn because the Cubs didn't move down the coast in San Diego the year before. And, uh, and you know, when the, when the and just to finish up, when the Bears got humiliated in the conference title game, they thought they deserved to be in the same field. It was all about as they walked off the field. Next time, bring your offense, and that's kind of what the theme of this game was. Number nine kind of represents what that means. What what, what time are you at in the game? Because I wanted to make sure they did have a discussion about the playing on a baseball diamond. Probably not that relevant at eight oh five, but you want to make sure we don't miss at least the forty nine ers first drive at nine thirteen or so, because we get to watch a little bit of history. According to Dick, Dick Stockton, doesn't know it yet, but retrospect, yeah. So the the Bears first drive. They're the best. Um, we been fooled by seven plays. By six plays, 73 yards. Only took two minutes, 20 minutes. A little too quick because that bomb to Galt sped it up. A couple of incomplete passes. Yeah, so here's where, here's where Dick is going to make mention of the fact that the the infield is still visible at Candlestick. You can see the skin portion of the infield. Uh, even though the baseball season is over here in San Francisco and maybe over for good. And maybe over for good. Oh, the reason he said that was the Giants were owned at the time by Bob Lurie, and he was threatening to move the team to Denver if he couldn't get a new stadium built. And do you know how many fans the, the Giants averaged per game in 1985? San Francisco Giants? Yeah. No. 11,000. Yeah, I believe it. it not they were terrible, and that place was just – Inhospitable. So they actually had uh, three options that we're looking at. They were either going to move to Denver, which was their um, – that was their preference. And that they, was a triple-A team at the time. Vancouver or New Orleans. Wow. And baseball had had told them that even if they moved to New Orleans, they were going to – they were going – and this made sense because the Braves were in the West. Yeah. The um, New Orleans Giants would have been in the National League West. Yeah, well, it would make more sense at least, and not so much as they move east, but the fact that the Braves are always in the West never made sense. But So Lurie told, after, and the season ended, which would have been right around this time, he said that the Giants were never going to play another game in Candlestick Park. They Got played. it. it a, yeah, season was over for the Giants. It was this a shithole, and he, they were never going to play there again, and they were going to play in Oakland they were the gonna, next year until, until the new stadium got built. San Francisco sure. had to build them a new stadium, and uh, the city of Oakland said, "Go fuck yourself. You were you're not playing here." Uh, the mayor of San Francisco said there would no public money would be used on a new stadium. Do you know who the mayor of San Francisco was? Was it Diane Feinstein? Diane Feinstein. She was old then. And that's almost yeah. forty years ago. Um, still a no, she's still a senator. She's really being propped up. <laughs> so, uh, there was a proposed new stadium that the Giants wanted to build. Uh, they were going to build it down by the Embarcadero, which is basically nearly downtown. The Giants were going to have to invest $20 million of their own money. <laughs> $20 million to build a stadium in 1985. Wow. Um, the Giants would again threaten to move in 1992 to Tampa. This was, was that, when this was when everybody was using Tampa to get a new stadium, right, including Jerry and originally got yes. yeah. Um, and eventually, 
then AT&T Park, which is now Oracle Park. Ashbell, whatever, yeah. In almost exactly the spot that that proposed stadium in 1985 was going to be built. Wow. All right. So there you go, folks. There's your uh, baseball infield trivia. <laughs> as Kevin as Kevin Butler kicks off from right around where Johnny Lamaster would get blown to the ground from the candlestick wind. They have not covered the skin portion with grass yet. Well, they've only had a week to do it. Uh, in two more weeks, the 49ers play here again against Philadelphia, and I'm sure the facade will be in then. Okay, wait. We're, we're counting on Derek Harmon are back for the 49ers, and it's going to go to Harmon at the three. Dick Butkus with a big hit. Oh, no. Jim Morris. I always get those guys confused. Well, his number is retired. Are we at 9? Is it 913? This is the first NFL start. Oh, yeah. No, it's coming. 843. There's the kick out right there by Ports. You'll see it. Right there is the key block. And Walter Yeah, I don't know. This guy. Did he amount to anything? 7 nothing. Who the the, the, the rookie, rookie wide receiver? I I, th- I think they're they're throwing they're casting Freddie Solomon to the side way too quickly. Setting the Forty Niners offensively. You know, he didn't even go to a Division One college. Running attack with Tyler and Craig, but look at Jerry Rice making his first start. A new starter, Freddie Solomon, with a concussion last week, but Rice has shoulder problems. Same offensive line. Wow. I hope Bryce can fix those shoulder problems before his career gets derailed. To your Wayne say the, the key to the Niners will be if, if Fred Quillen can handle Dan Hampton. <laughs> Once again, you don't hear Fred Quillen's name again, which is probably not. Yeah, yeah the thing you don't really hear Hampton's name a lot in this game, so maybe Quillen and a good one. double team against the 49ers. Oh, there's another penalty. Drink. You have to drink every time the 49ers get a penalty. That's really glorious. That became a problem later. But it is glorious because what you'll see in this game is that the Niners are undisciplined, uh, sloppy, not themselves. So Andy Frederick can't get open and he can't block without holding that. And that's a good unit right there with the youngster Wilbur Marshall really coming on. Wilbur, by the way, you're going to hear his name a few times. And, again, watch this video, kids. You're going to see him, do, like, just flying across your screen. Like, almost like Jefferson from the past time. Oh, there's that with you. He fumbles. Yes. He gets bailed out by quick whistle. I think he does. I don't remember now, now that I think about it. Cost deep Durson a fumble. No. Rookie who so far has lived up to his notices. He's at the notices, screen, Dick? Right his notices. What is this? Well, 1920? Dick was a little, little bit of a pick and he gets through yes, the traffic. Yes, the bulletins that we're receiving about like Jerry Rice are. Looks like, it looks like Mike Richardson him. punched that out. It could have been the LA Mike. I thought he did. I wasn't I wasn't sure. Right. Forget it. Forget it. It's Jerry Rice time. The myth is already being baked in. Everyone tripping over each other. Everyone tripping over each other. Wendell Tyler recovers it. 
Okay, Wendell. Wendell's got a lot of practice uh, recovering fumbles. They're usually he does. Yes, and, and this game will be no exception. Wendell's actual nickname was Fumbles. Is that a bad nickname for a running back? They call you Fumbles? Although he did play in two different Super Bowls for two different teams. 1979 Rams. Max Runniger. I love the... Sean Gale the, has blocked the punt. Is that Sean Gale? Yep. And there's Kenny, Ken Taylor. The great Ken Taylor, who I forgot was on the team until we did one of these 85... Uh, you forgot that he was not white, uh, in fact. Yeah. Which was on oh, yeah. the I thought he was, Bears, I thought he was Jim Taylor's Monday night podcast. Maybe right. the, by the way, the Bears and Packers, If you don't, in case you find this so riveting that you want more guys, uh, in the real time in 1985, the game the next week, we also break that down because the Bears win a lot of play. Yep, rematch. You know it. We're not happy about it. Hook is looking felt. He's got the dress shirt and tie on. He's looking good. Another huge catch by Tim Reitman. It's the it's the Tim Reitman game. Down to the Niner 35-yard line already. Also, again, Tim Reitman was dating a woman whose father uh, was the national candidate for vice president of the Democratic Party the year before. Eleanor Mondale. Tim Reitman was a Keith Van Horn married her. Wait a sec. Yeah, Steve Van Horn. But it could be a good scandal, though, if, if she did it right in first. Yeah, wait, that's right. Scratch that. Mondale, I'm sorry, Reitman tried his hand at stand-up. Do you remember that? There was video. Oh, Reitman's in, he's got an IMDb page. Timmy was yeah, in he was Cal- yeah, he was, he was California guy, UCLA. Total late hit by Ronnie Lott and not fucking called. They call a late hit later in the game. Not a late, yeah, late hit on Eric Wright, which was like one tenth the intensity of Ronnie Lott's bullshit. Tim Reitman uh, has a voluminous uh, IMDb page. He was in. They Such shows as uh, the reboot of Get Smart, who was, who was hosting that. Oh, it was Don Adams with Andy Dick and Elaine Hendricks, whoever that is. He was on Baywatch. Wow. Right in the mix. Quite the act. He out-hassled the Hoff. Mixing his plays nicely. You try to, at least. It's a wham play, a counter step. And Matt Suey comes through. Yeah, I'm still Matt mad Suey about that Ronnie Lott lately. Right you know, Ronnie's Ronnie in this game, too. You know, we're seeing a few Hall of Famers. Peyton will definitely eventually just put together another performance. But when we watch that's the, the guy. Game, it always cracks me. They just did it there. On a replay, they will simply, instead of like, now we're used to constant stats and all kinds of stuff. Like, there was a replay of Walter running through the line, picking up like five yards. And the only stat, they, the only thing they put up on the screen was 34 Walter Payton. For those of you who don't know who Walter Payton is, this is him. <laughs> right. Was that who that is? It should be worth noting, too, that we're almost gone on a full calendar year where Peyton has been the NFL all-time leading rusher for all time. 
And uh, he actually it's talked about in this game, he got off to a little bit of a slow start. He only had one 100-yard game, I believe, coming into this, but this would be the first game of a new record that he would set consecutive uh, games in which he would record. Yeah, I believe so, yeah. And he ended up getting about 1,500 yards this season, a full season after he broke Jim Brown's record. There's a late hit on McMahon. Very, it's another one. Very Justin Fields-esque. Yeah, Nobody it's Fields. Nobody protect Barry Gordon. Well, Jay used to get hit late. There's a point late. Well, it's just a double. Guys used to later in the game. Guys used to. Steve McMichael. Steve McMichael gets called for a late hit on Montana later in this game. I don't know if you knew this. In the in the 40s, guys would hit Sid Luckman with a steel pipe, and they wouldn't even call it. They could just just it was fine. Right, yeah, it was unwritten rule. Here's the uh, the rookie, Kevin Butler, by the way. Pretty much uh, automatic. Got to give him credit for that. So this is week, ended up, this is week five. No bye weeks. Week six. This is week six, and there's a sign in the end zone, a fan-made sign that said, Joe will cool the refrigerator. They were already afraid of William Perry. He hadn't done anything yet. He hadn't even played in this game yet. Joe I don't understand. The fridge was absolutely not in many people's radar. He was a novelty because he was a 300 pounder, but he wasn't playing. Buddy Ryan refused to play. Yeah, first round pick on a team that was getting noticed. The Bears are taking off here. So, now one thing that Dick just said was uh, Jim McMahon was the second pick, second quarterback taken in the 1982 draft. And that the first pick in that first quarterback take, Arch Sleister, had been cut that week by the Indianapolis Colts. That would not tells us that that would not be the worst thing that ever happened to Art. <laughs> his getting his, caught, his stints in prison, right? Copious amounts of gambling, illegal gambling, and gambling debts. Probably a little worse. We're, we're talking about getting cut from a NFL roster, not getting cut of. One of your fingers. But Art was the first overall pick, I want to say, by the Baltimore Colts. And think about that. Uh, Less he, than four seasons he was, later, he's already. He's, they've Ryan Leafed. I, was he number one? But he was before McMahon. I know that. Um, also, very topical San Francisco, Ted Knight, too close for comfort. Let Monroe return a kickoff return. Sorry, I don't know. It might be too deep of a cut. Art was the fourth overall pick. One pick ahead of McMahon. Yeah. Oh, cool. They're trying to sell us a university experience. Oh, no. Wait, it's a mortgage. What is it? Good production. That nobody remembers Kenneth Sims, Johnny K. Oh, Chip Banks, I remember. Another fumble that the refs are just going to let the Niners keep. That doesn't seem fair. Hampton's just taking the ball right to the bench. <laughs> He's like, look it, I got it. Oh, they do give it to the Bears. Good. That's right. Russ Francis, who for some reason, you remember when uh, Howard Cosell on Monday Night Football would repeatedly say that Russ Francis was all world? I don't. Understood I do not. So he was fine. See what happens with the football. Singletary's in there. Yeah, yeah, Russ Francis, whatever, tight end. Oh, look at that. That's a Wilbur punch. 
Wilbur yeah, literally Wilbur's punched all the ball out. I'm telling you, I, I'm telling you, watch this game, kids, on your own. But I'm telling you, watching it here and watching it before, Wilbur Marshall, second-year player all over this game. This was the game where the McCaskey family uh, looked at it and said, uh, he's really good. Uh, we're not paying him a second contract. Right. Screw that. Yeah. That was an oddly, we, oddly blocked. Uh, I know a screen pass, you don't really block it, but the uh, the pass, the only guy who could have caught that was Mark Brooks. I don't think that's a good play design. Probably. Although, who knows? They already threw the ball to Andy Frederick. Maybe this is a good play for Brooks. Right. They'll that's never, only they'll the never first, expect it. That's only the first Andy Frederick uh, pass attempt. Yeah, is and I would try... So there was no yeah, I want to make sure both I want to make sure we don't skip past the 2350 mark because uh, I had questions about what we see. We got a couple of minutes. All right. Uh, you don't like to see it on the rare occasion that sweetness gets stuffed. Well, be nice if someone had blocked. This is a play that point, David Montgomery all the time. Where he had him in the yeah, ball and there's four guys there. Really so at this point, we're still in the first quarter, but the Bears are up 10 nothing, still trying to exert their early dominance. So it's favorable position, but haven't really grasped it. But Wilbur's going to make sure Bears are kicking ass all day. Ooh, extra role. receivers. James Madison, Brad Anderson are in. Yeah. Oh, Brad Anderson. Extra receivers for the Bears. Yeah, they went they went four wide. I didn't I didn't even have four wide receivers. How'd they do it? Yeah. Well, that's that's what you want on a third and eight. Is, they do it you know, later in the game too. They go four wide with Willie lined up next to Walt. And then Willie goes. Was this the play here? I think it's the very next play. The third and third. We got a third and thirteen coming up here. I believe. Somewhere around the 22-minute mark in the video, but I know that Galt does. I think he lines up in the backfield. I don't know. I no, or he just comes in motion. Never mind. But I think it's on this next play where it's third and 13. See Steve Kazor hanging out real close to Ditka. Got to keep yeah. playing. Never know when he'll have Steve a grabber. Kazor. Here it is. Right. Willie. Willie's lined up for the running back. Or try to risk somebody's career. Get it, but there goes Willie. That motion didn't accomplish anything. Except Willie caught the pass. He gets Willie wide open, and then he falls down after catching Right. All right, bring on the rook, whatever. It's automatic. Butler. Hey, Kevin, he's got his sleeves rolled up. He's not, a, he's not really a kicker. He's a lineman. He's, he's Wayne Walker. That's who he is. He's basically a linebacker who's kicking. He's that manly. He's perfect. Bears up 13 love. 13 nothing. Like they're, it. They're boat racing the Niners. He's going to win this one by. I would go. I would have. At this point, I would have gone on DraftKings and I would have. Uh, I would have bet thousand dollars that they'd have won this by 50 points. 
good call, but it would be nice if they would have converted those turnovers, that last turnover. Two turnovers already, and the touchdowns and not field goals. No, just one. They didn't give. Uh... Oh, yeah, it was two. No. Hey, I hope I, I didn't miss the Marie. I didn't miss the Marie de Bartolo message, did I? Or that happens later. I haven't seen it. All right. I don't know if you saw it the first time. I didn't quite. I don't want to see Monroe. I want to see the daughters from Too Close for Comfort. That's right. Thank you. I don't need to see thanks Jim. For va- I don't need to see Jim. Thanks, thanks for validating my Ted Knight reference and the fact that There's that show was, in fact, filmed in or takes place in Well, here it is. Look out. Send their good wishes to Mrs. Marie like, can you read all that? The entire 49ers squad and organization send our warmest regards to Mrs. Marie DeBarlo who we understand is not feeling well. <laughs> this is the scoreboard message we, we understand is not feeling well. Everyone realizes she is our biggest fan. We send our love. Unfortunately, Marie would die before the end of this, before the end of the second quarter. Before the end of the third quarter. Eddie DeBartolo, of course, the owner of the 49ers who had uh, only purchased them, I believe, after the failed bid to buy the White Sox from Bill Beck. After which they end up in the hand of very Ryan And then DeBartolo went on to win NFL championships. Take that, Sox fans. Hope you're happy with Uncle Jerry. That was a 46 defense. Now, every time they come out of the huddle, they've got the play called for a 46 defense. If the Bears are in something else, Montana will audible at the line. So they're set to go against that 46 with quick stop. Got that, kids? Glad they got that. Every play is designed to beat the 46, the 46 defense. defense. defense no one, well, well, not no one. Uh, well, Mario, we'll find out later that appara- apparently there were emulations, which I'm still suspicious about, even instead of real time. Wendell Tyler does not fumble the ball there. Well, the rare occasions was able to hand it to a ref. Wendell's already fumbled once, right? Did he not fumble earlier in the game? I think he recovered Montana's Okay. But yeah, right. he's about he's, to. He's, he's, he rolls the ball over the field. He, like Juan Pierre. Yeah, he always did. That's the first thing I think of. Very nice runner. Like I said, he played the Super Bowl for the Rams in 79 and the Niners the year before here. But uh, that was one of his down. You know, he had a fumbling problem in college. He went UCLA, maybe? No idea. So he was a known fumbler. And there oh. he goes, right on cue. Thank you, Wendell. Although, yeah. it's always on cue for Wendell. Well, and although some badass probably McMichael stripped it from him. Yeah. Otis runs off with the ball. How about this? Wendell Tyler, he led the league in fumbles in 1982 with 10. Uh, 1981, he fumbled 11 times. In 1984, he fumbled 13 times. But did not lead the league. He fumbled. Well, 80, 82 was a nine-game season, so that actually wasn't bad. He played 108 games in the NFL, and he fumbled 64 times. He fumbled in almost 60% of the games. More than half. That's incredible. Is that just fumbles or fumbles lost, you know? That's fumbles. Yeah, I don't know. By the way, McMahon takes his first sack here. Yeah, number of times fumbled, both lost and recovered by home team. Walter, the linebacker here on the inside come through. Stover's the outside. That's Walter back there first. He flushes McMahon up, and then Stover comes off the block to make the hit. Keith Van Horn, the right tackle for the Bears. For a game the Bears are dominating, uh, 
Offensive line's a little spotty. Yeah, and they're not really dominating because the last two drives ended in field goals. Like they've, the defense has taken their pound of flesh, and the offense has moved the ball. But it's a little, I guess, in some sense, if you if you really you know, again context, we're dying for this game. We're dying for revenge. We you know we want to show we belong, and, and we're showing it, so we're nervous and excited early. But boy, it would have been nice if we could at least score two touchdowns early. Outgained the 123 to 39. 123 to 39. Yeah. Field position helps. There's really only been one true drive for the Bears and three scores. I'll never get used to I don't know why. I grew up with it. I'll never get used to the way quarterbacks would twinkle toe back pedal sometimes. Instead of just turning. Yeah, usually, I mean, now the way they're striding, taught, striding, they don't, back, and they don't, they don't, they don't they, back off. Literal Fred Flintstone. Nothing like making sure that you're half the time you're completely not set to pass. Right, like your eyes are jiggling. Right, yeah, your weight's not proportioned. Took 60 years after they invented the forward pass to figure out that maybe that was a dumb idea. He's going to be coaching a while. Yeah, Dick Stockton's correct. Dick will be coaching a while. Another eight seasons, which is by Bears standards. Now, there's the old the, the Bears shovel pass. It's a very nice play. Yeah. The reason it doesn't work as well now is they're not throwing it to Walter Payton. That limits the effectiveness of it when you're not throwing it to Walter. It's a cool-looking play when it works, and it worked there. Well, Nick Mann's good at dishing it. Yeah, that's at the, what, the 27 mark of the video. We're, I think we're still in the first quarter, right? About two minutes ago. It's a Utah draw, according to Wayne Walker. Well, hey, Wayne's from Idaho. I, I don't know. He's, yeah, he's always been jealous of the, of the innovative right. offenses in the state of right. Utah. They cheat. Sue's, Sue's always going to give somebody a potential concussion. Very excited that the Bears have a fullback again. I'm sure Kerry Blessing game will be the new Wait. Sue. Dick just said, I wrote it down earlier. The rough and tumble Mike Ditka and perhaps the more sophisticated Bill Walsh. Perhaps? Okay. Whatever. Tell him, Wayne. Second down and six at the 23. Is that a Vuvuzela in the crowd? What are we, in Brazil for the World Cup? 1985. It's ahead of his time. But I like Peyton just going for a dive. Three, four, another first down. Doesn't really fumble all that much. Goddamn right he doesn't, especially compared to Unlike Wendell Tyler. Well, let's see how many times Walter fumbled. Do you think Walter fumbled half as many times in careers? Well, I mean, like, we already, know the, we already know the rate for Tyler is 60%. Like, the games played in fumbles. I wonder if Peyton's rate is half that. Is it 30%? He fumbled 86 times in 190 games. 80 yeah, over 190? It's about half of what Wendell fumbled. Mike Walter's in the 30s percentage wise. It's 40, 42% of the game. 40 fumbled. But you know, sometimes he didn't really fumble. He would just put the ball out real fast after he was down. And sometimes the rest of the thing was, was so quick. It wasn't fair. 
The clock stops or early in the 70s, in he would try to in fumble forward because it was the only offense that... Oh, right, and until the big Casper and the Holy Roller. I would say that right. in the 86 fumbles, uh, 84 of them were on purpose. The Bears had everything so. I think so. That's right. Everything their way. So very satisfying first quarter. We're on the we're on the war path for vengeance, and all, all you know so far so good. Here's a kick in the shit out of this. Fancy so far wine drinking San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, so far. Where's your elephant backfield now, Bill? Let's see it. Yeah. I think a lot of us didn't even remember the Guy McIntyre thing because the game was so depressing at the end. We may have all kind of walked away in the last few minutes. We'll learn about the backstory later. We were, uh, the, by then, our parents were drunk and we were playing ColecoVision. So we didn't even see it. Well, in television in this household, but same story. I, I was and, probably... And, I'm sure I was at I had the Atari I was at the Atari 2016. And again, I I had Pitfall. That was one of the few Atari games that in television was also able to reproduce. But um, I remember I, fi- I finished Pitfall. And I, I took a picture of the screen. You finished it. You didn't get it took stabbed by the tarantula. And I got so close, not even knowing it a couple of times. And uh, fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to say for um, for everyone for everyone listening along to us, if you watch uh, the two hours of this game and comment on a video that you're not actually watching, you should absolutely watch this and every game that we do. Whether or not you watch it as you go along, just because uh, if you never saw Walter Payton play, you will get treated over the course of whether it's 15 minutes because they use tailored form or a two-hour game. And you'll see it in this game for sure, but you'll see it in some of the others that we've done. There are going to be like eight or nine cases where he just does things, and he's like an old man at this point. It's just a minute ago at this point. We're like at the 34-minute mark in this particular video. He, you know, just like just the way he gets extra yards, the way he just doesn't give up. He just, just and the fact that we got to live through it, something that I just try to keep appreciating. So. I don't appreciate McNamara's. I don't want to disparage the Bears' play calling, but they're in the red zone again, and they just ran another pass to Andy Frederick. Right. I said earlier they went to him twice. There, there it is. There it is. Early in the second quarter, up 13 love. Ditka cannot wait to fucking shove it up. Whatever hair Ditka has on his ass about Bill Wallace. And I don't know exactly what it is. With other coaches, you might know, but he just – he just – he just cannot wait. Ditka right now is like too messing at this point. Hey, Ed, run a play to our best player. Peyton? No. Andy Frederick. <laughs> no. Do it in the most embarrassing way. See, now look at it. I'm sorry. Look, there's yeah. Ronnie Lott again. Ronnie Lott picks, him up, picks McMahon up by the shirt and slings him around. There's no penalty called. I'm telling you, it's, it's a, a thing. Bear quarterbacks are never protected. Yep. 33 minutes. And there, McMahon hangs the right around. Hey, that was a play. That yeah. was a yeah. Ronnie Lott, it's, it's fun to watch it for that. Ronnie Lott's a legit Hall of Famer, and he was a tough, mean player, and he pulled some bullshit. He's a dirty player at times. And certainly was in this game. You see some Ronnie Lott highlights in this game, too. Oh, you're a full Todd Shell. Oh, Todd Shell's been uh, one. Todd Shell was all over that. Wayne's pretty sure that this was a called. No, Will, you're not open. I know you're waving your arms, but you're not open. Um, 
Wayne's acting like that was a called play back to Walter when clearly McMahon had nothing. He's just like, here, Walter, take it. Walter's like, don't give it to me here. What are you trying to get he had, me killed? He had, to, he had to find a reason to validate his pregame Todd Shell hype. So if you had a fantasy football team in 1985 and you had Kevin Butler, you're pretty excited. Three first-half field goals now. So I didn't even know Coneheads were a thing, by the way, in 85, but there's a fan dressed as a Conehead. So. The Coneheads never went out. No, because they came back and they made a movie in the 90s with them, right? But it was really originally a 70s. So, like, the little kid fan club, you see that, for the Niners, is called the Minor Club, M-I-N-O-R. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's worse than Clark Screw. You must be under like, 16. Uh, honey, I have to go to a minor club meeting. Wink, wink. Like, no, not again, Billy. I don't, next time we move, y'all just have to go introduce yourself to all the neighbors. Yeah, not very well thought Now we're seeing the West Coast offense in all its glory. It's quick They're moving the ball. Yeah, the, nine, the Niners are moving. They're not fucking around anymore. They're tired of uh, getting going to give it to give it to Wendell till he fumbles. It's the whole yeah, offense. we saw we saw Roger Craig appearance earlier. Kind of a dual threat running back. You know what the deal with? Remember when painters hats were like a big yes. thing? Yes. There's a guy with a talk, Why? Until we talk about the '84 Cubs. There's some, yeah. Why was that? Ever I, I had a few painters hats. Did you not have a painters hat? Yeah, but why was that ever a thing? There was a lot of shit. I don't know. Why did? Why? And then why did it disappear as quickly as it? Yeah. It was weird. You know, cool things like Zubaz go out of style, but painters caps. Yeah. Right. So there's Roger Craig, not the. Uh, the San Francisco Giants manager who also wore number 33 and was the manager at this point. And that's, we are pre-Tom Rathman. We are, we are the Bill Rung. Bill Ring, that's Jimmy McMahon's old roommate. Yeah, Dick will share with us some benign Jimmy McMahon being roommates with Bill Ring at BYU. Story. That's in the fourth Talk about story. a thankless fullback at BYU. It had to be the worst. You're throwing 50. But, you're just another. You're basically a guard. You're just pass blocking on every play. All right. Lavelle's like, yeah, giving you number 65. <laughs> All right. So the Niners are not going to go easily, right? They, they're defending champions. They went 16 and 15 and one the year before. It was their second Super Bowl in four seasons or three seasons even. So, oh, four seasons. But. Bears punch him in the mouth, and to their credit, they're actually finally fucking moving the ball. We should say, too, that the Bears' defense in 85, sometimes early in the year, we get off to slow starts. We talked about the Bucks game to start the year. They gave up 28 points the first half. The Packers game, they were, you know, the, the, the Vikings game, they were giving uh, up points early. This game, they, they came into play. Yeah, they had, uh, when Stockton mentioned that, um, we, uh, that Peyton had scored his hundredth and hundred and first touchdowns the week before, before in Tampa. It was in a twenty-seven to nineteen win over the Lehman Bennett Bucks. Not exactly a resounding dominant performance. Wow. Yeah, well, the whole season was not like Sherman's March. That wasn't until Dallas Atlanta. So they'd already played Tampa twice, right? Yeah, I know. Because they played them in the opener and they had that wild ass. Yes. 
the, the hot game with James Rodgers. Yes. Who's playing with a cracked bone in his right wrist? No fucking excuses. You can't pull down Mongo without cheating, you prick. I don't like Randy Cross. Nobody's Randy Cross. Yes, he sees falling down, so he just pulled. Looks like McMichael down with him. Bullshit movie. Scissor kicking. Look at that. Yeah. That's what you get. Then Hit him in the head, McMichael Mongo. next play. McMichael gets the sack. Hold me on one play. I'll get my sack anyway. But he is probably one of the most underrated defenders as a pick's right. Well, Steven Michael was somehow famously underrated his entire career. I think it's true. I think he was famous for being underrated forever. Does that doesn't that make you rated? I'm not I'm not buying into well, I don't know. I'm not buying into If everybody knows you're underrated it means everybody knows you're good. Right. Well Jose Cruz with the Astros. But I never thought he was underrated. I just thought he was properly rated until recently. I'm sorry. I just always wondered why they couldn't get him a belt. He had to hike his pants up after every play. That's why he joined wrestling. He had to get a belt. Don't forget there's a penalty. Don't forget there's a penalty. It's like Dick's like, there's a penalty after every, every time the Niners have a big game, there's a penalty. So just don't forget it. That's pretty much it. Right. Which is a beautiful thing to see. They're, they're burclamped. The Bears have punched them in the mouth. Even on this drive, yeah, I mean, they're the moving reason forward, that they're they're hanging in there, but they are being overwhelmed. That's why they're they kind of, they're hanging on for dear life. They are. And much the way the Bears had played against them in the championship game, where the Bears were overmatched. It's but not it was that, only six nothing not that long later. And the, the, oh, how the tables have turned. Or as Michael Scott would say, oh, how the, how the turn tables. The turn tables. Jim Dent's pass rock. He said Dent is so quick. Jim? Jim Dent. The, who's Jim Dent? Jim Dent was a uh, sports writer and, oh, he's a novelist, right? He wrote, he wrote uh, North Dallas 40? He, uh, no, that was Peter Gent who played basketball at Michigan State. But Jim Dent did write a biography of Brock and Ergerski from 28th called Monster of the Midway. Brett Musburger would one occasionally refer to him as Jim Dent also. But Wesley here can't stop himself. The Chicago Bears have dominated the game. And you never know Until where now. coming from. Mike Singletary on the outside over in here. Well, the, one Jim Dent uh, was a, a black professional golfer. That's and the, and the author. Um, he wrote Montana's biographies lucky. of Jerry Jones. He wrote the Junction Boys. That's probably what we know him from. Remember, uh, yeah, yeah, he made a movie out of Junction, no, the Junction yeah, Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back when uh, he did, he, Bear Bryant was coaching at A&M. Did he not do Monster of the Midway, the Brock University biography? He wrote Undefeated, Oklahoma Sooners, the greatest winning streak in college football. Which, uh, they lost to Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, uh, 12 Mighty Orphans. With Luke Wilson, Mark Machine, and Robert Duvall was adapted from that's the uh, that's, not, that's not the Jerry Sandusky story, I hope. God, that'd be terrible. Yeah, 12 Mighty Orphans. No, that was uh, that was the minor club. <laughs> Jerry, that was the that was the Bay Area chapter. That was the Bay Area chapter. Whatever his awful charity was that he was basically I the longest yard or something. Yeah, the final yard. Dennis Hastert was running a chapter out of the U.S. Illinois, the New Yorkville area. Yeah. They want to wrestle Timmy. I'm a page. Never mind. Thomas in the backfield. I've seen the man uh, Jim Dent did write Monster of the Midway. The Brock and I go to 
Now that one, this is a really nice counterplay to Walter, and it's all set up by the fact they went Tim Reitman in motion the other way. The Niners, everybody's chasing Tim Reitman today. I mean, he's lighting right. up, and there's nobody to detect Walter. That's just good design. I hope uh, Luke Getzey's watching this, writing some shit down. You know, Peyton gets hit out of bounds on another nice seven-yard run. I don't think it's Ryan Hot this time, but 22. Look at that, even leg whips it out of Cheap shit. It is funny to watch old games though and see all the stuff that would clearly be a penalty now. And then nobody even, even blinks at that. Bats this, game has, this game has countless examples. Thomas Sanders gets one late in the game on a uh, special teams tackle. Oh, Jerry Rice on the phone on the sidelines. Hey, Mom, I'm on TV. What channel? Calvin Thomas is in. There it is. Honestly, God, it's that's the it's one of the worst passes I've ever seen in my life. It's like uh, it's like uh, Rex in the Super Bowl, man. All right, we gotta look at this. Like very similar to Rex in the Super Bowl. This is unbelievable. Okay, so we gotta set the scene here. So the Bears, um, it is third and one on their own eighteen-yard line. And they're up, is it 13 to nothing here or 16, 16 to nothing, right? They're yes. lined up with a wide receiver split uh, to the top and bottom of your screen. Calvin Thomas is offset as the fullback, and Walter's back there. Just give the ball to Walter. Just give it to Walter and see what happens. Instead, right. Walter, well, he moves, but he just ends up in a split back. They send Calvin in motion. Nobody chases him. McMahon, is, it, clearly it's supposed to just be a pass to Calvin Thomas in the flat. You can see yep. it. McMahon's going to throw it. Calvin's open enough. Jim's probably like, he's not going to get the first down if he catches this. So I'm going to pump. Now he's being pressured by the defensive end. Fred Dean or Jimmy yeah. Dean or one of the Deans. Walter actually did not get the block off on this one, but, you know, he's not. So there. all you got you got to eat this, take the sack and punt. You're up 16 to nothing. Well, instead, what McMahon does is he's almost prone in the air, fires the ball blindly to the middle of the field, where there is literally the closest guy. I don't even know who that is. It's, it's Ken Marjoram. Ken Marjoram isn't within 10 yards of the ball. Two nine, the Niners almost knock it away from each other because there's just two of them in the middle of the field. Intercepted by Carlton Williamson. And he runs it all the way back for a fucking touchdown. And now instead of it being 16 to nothing and you're punting, it's 16 to 7. It's going to be 16 to 7 right yeah. over the half. Triple lifeline. Made the uh, the execs at CBS very happy because the man of the game. Bears were basically dragging their ass all over the field. Jimmy Mack. I mean, we love Jimmy very Mack. Man, that people. was dumb. And there's, oh, and Dickie just puts his arm around him. You know, son, don't ever fucking do that again. Uh, he didn't by even, the way, he didn't even look where he's throwing it. He literally just heaved it down the middle of the field. And then to add insult to injury, you'll have to see who, who's down uh, injured on the field, too. Really after that. It was a Keith Van Horn again. Oh, oh it wasn't. Oh, it's Calvin Thomas. Oh, my God. We're yeah, Calvin, he, they broke Calvin Thomas. Yeah. All right, so 16 to 7. Oh, wait, not 16 to 7 yet. It's kind of funny. Yeah, Big man got planted, too. 
But I like that they cut to a commercial and then they come back from the commercial. And Ray Worshing has to kick the uh, extra point twice. He had to kick it because, because they uh, missed it. Wasn't on TV. Yeah, no, it was uh, <laughs> Ray. We gotta go again. Uh, CBS right, they got the whole Potemkin Village like at the end of Blazing Saddles all set up. No, they uh, there's the penalty. So he actually had to kick like a longish PAT. Was that a uh, shot of Sam White on the sidelines? Oh, I think it was. It's against Finish. the 49ers. Quarterback coach, right? Yeah. He probably was. Oh, no. He's due for more sausage and beer. He has to stay on the field. And I literally had to. I ball. couldn't remember if Ray Worshing was a barefoot kicker. No, he wasn't. He was just a fat guy. I thought most of them were back then. How was that ever a thing? Oh, I just take the shoe off and kick. Tony, Tony Franklin. The ten yard penalty will yeah. I think a lot better without the assistance a of a shoot. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, maybe like a mean kicker must prove so macho. Yeah, so they back Tony up ten yards. Now he's bare, he's almost out of range. And he makes the extra point. Now I get to eat sausage and drink beer. Now, if this was now and you were kicking, you know, the 33-yard extra point, they oh, would have had to have gone for two. Go for two. Yeah, because Ray would have, I can't, I can't make that. I got, we got worth to... pointing out that the whole dynamics of the game back here are altered a bit by the inability to go for two. It's making me think that the NFL rule change to go to two has probably had a bigger change in the game than I thought as far as, like, the entirety of a game because – it's easier to put a game out of reach with the whole two scores, three scores, and you can't make a two point. Well, it was weird, too, because you could. There he is. It's <laughs> a handsome Wayne yeah. Walker. Yes. He looks like he, it looks like, Dick looks like he wants to kiss him. He really does. He's like looking at his eyes. I was just struck by the stat. It just seemed very 80s. The blonde hair, the brown mustache. You know, but then, you know, you read off Wayne's NFL stats, legit NFL player and all that. And he actually, you're right. He, he works well with Stockton. You know, obviously, Smart, must be a smart guy. He grew up in the mountains of Idaho. Once again, look at Kenny Marjorie. Not only catches it, picks up the first down, slides out of bounds. Savvy. He went to Stanford. He's smart. All the way around. He played for Bill Walsh. Stanford. Have we seen the picture? Is this when we get the picture of Ken? Is this going to show us? No, they just did the 82 Ken Marjorie graphic. We can see that on his jersey. That's CBS. That's not helping anything. They put up like three times, and every every time it's it's always like you look at it, you're just like, <laughs> I don't know why. I love Ken Marjorie as a kid. I just thought maybe it's oh, his name sound like Marjorie. I don't know. Maybe I was just, yeah. Oh, I love this. Well, he always felt like a poor man, Steve Largent to me too. I was always like almost sound like Largent, white guy that was a receiver. Reitman again. Marjoram and Reitman. The Bears are just humping it right yeah, down the field. Loaded with the white right tight ends and wideouts. Give it to give it to Suey now. We'll just we'll, we'll just ride the right. white guys down the field. Exactly. Can we put Andy Frederick back in on the line and uh, <laughs> tackle Elgin? Andy, we need it. We can you go deep? All right. Yeah. Why is Sorry, Suey uh, twenty-five yards down the field on a square end by the tight end? Four receptions on the game. Was he? Did he run off the sidelines? How did he even get down there that far? Reitman's over the hundred yard mark for the season. For that catch. No, that was that was on the season. Apparently. That's what I mean. Catches you for the season. Oh, for the season. That's, That's what a great year he's having. He just got over the hundred yard mark for the year. Yeah. It's sixteen to seven. 
There's Mike Tomczak. The Bears lead 16 to Standing 7. Standing on the sidelines. quarterback. Lucky. Lucky. Just a lucky son of a bitch. Bears have run 29 plays there. Pass happy. 20 passes. As the 49ers know, okay. and everyone else knows that. he's lurking back there. Take that. At some point, you just got to get the ball to Walter so and get Ditka out of the way. On the yeah, we've already pointed out Ditka, one of the – it's felt Ditka, very sharp-dressed Ditka. Second down and three. Second down and three. I think this drive stalls. Not even the oh no sorry never mind always underestimated to the 44 yard line Walter Payton gets another first grab the first down. run the sweep Walter holds the ball out in front of him with one hand like hey anybody want to try to steal this for me and they don't okay take a good look yeah the next best thing to uh, growing up getting to watch Walter Payton is watching these games again on YouTube right here that gets the play outside chock full of look at the pull good stuff even the little I mean, good blocking, too. I mean, you, the Bears finally have some supreme, consistent line blocking, making it easier for me. Niners have only have three first downs. Oh, Wendell keeps giving the goddamn ball back. Jeff Stover was the man that made him change direction, and then he got some help. Loss on the play of the yard, back to the 45-yard line. Yeah, nothing pretty much. That's it. I was say, you would think CBS could put the time up a little more. We're running out of time. Yeah, yeah we're there. Like things like the fax box or the score bug so far off. They're still. Well, it's only less, actually less than ten years away. Well, then NBC wouldn't do it for the longest time. Right. We talked about that. I think uh, in the Bears Packers game that we did next week. Or the, uh, that we did last year, I mean. But yeah, this this drive totally stalls it. it it's worth sticking around to see. Uh... Uh, All right, so that's to Willie. But he's out that's of bounds. An, he didn't, no, that's, catch a, yeah, the ball. that's an example of Willie just being too fast. I feel like the fans just couldn't hang it up for him. You know, like Willie's like got his guy beat, and then he's got to sort of like pull up and. Uh, you know, not a great pass, and then he's already out of bounds. But then we get to see uh, curly-haired bastard Murray Buford. I think it's the first part of the game. But yeah, and Murray's pretty new because he, uh, we discussed it. Dave Finzer was our punter the year before. Is he pretending to play the sax yet? No, no. That wouldn't happen for a few weeks. But the... Okay, he get can out of bounds, run, Jim. Instead, but he, he dives. Get hurt. He dives head first, where they can still hit him, and he stays in bounds. Well, staying in bounds isn't a bad thing, you know. Might as well start chewing that clock when you can. You got a sixteen up three. Buford's relative. Buford's relatively new. I don't know if he was on the team even the first game of the season, but he used to be the Chargers. But he does something here that would not embarrass the fans because you know the Bears are pushing to get their fifth goddamn score on their sixth drive. Or, or no, every drive they've had, they've scored. So they've scored on four and four drives. And they push in the Niner territory. You know, Maury did have a 69-yard punt the week before. Dick lets us know. But we, you know, kind of let up a little bit on, on their throat. And Maury puts it right into the so, Way to go, Maury. Maury did punt in the opener for the Bears. 
He did. Okay, so he was on the team all season. It seemed like punter was in flux. That was one of the things that they'd swapped out from the year the before. Uh, Morey does redeem himself two times. Two times later in the game. Uh, he gets, he gets a 60-yarder, and then he does actually cough and corner one. So Morey, even Morey, Goofy gets redeemed. Good job against the 49ers by disrupting their pass pattern. San Francisco works on progression. And which so even the though has to be at a certain the Fresh Prince's cousin or whatever, Carlton Williamson, returns that McMahon ill-fated pass for a pick six. You know, feels like the Bears are still in control. Dry, last drive finally stalled. The Niners only have 69 yards. Oh, there's 520 left. I was thinking, I was thinking that was the time was yeah, those are great. Rice Francis can't even catch a clean ball. Juggling it. No, he's a juggler in the offseason. Well, yeah, I think we've got another Roger Craig. And Craig was kind of a unique player because he caught a lot and he ran a lot on the back. So there's all a function of the loss of the Go to the bank on that. The blood bank. Derek Harmon is this Ronnie Harmon's brother? Is it Mark? Maybe related to Mark Harmon? Or is it Mark Harmon? Is it Derek Harmon? Could be related to... Holy shit. Derek Harmon. Brother of Ronnie Harmon. Went to Cornell. Ever hear of it? Cornell College in Iowa? Or Cornell the Ivy League School in Cornell the Ivy League. All right, so there's Roger Craig. I knew it. He had a few, broke off a few. He's pretty much in his peak. San Francisco, like I said, all about Roger Craig. Didn't matter what color you were, what sport you played. You were Roger Craig. That was your name. You're going to be big at San Francisco. Randy Crass? Oh, great block by Randy Crass. Screw him. Yeah, he said Randy Crass, too. So, I'm not going to give Randy Cross credit for that. That's not a great block. He schemed for that. He said he'd get in the way. All right. Randy Cross, he's not a Hall of Famer. He's, no, better not be. Hall of Fame, low hard. Time for, Wendell, you want to fumble again? Kill yeah, the drive. Yeah, the amazing, Dick sounds so surprised, not from the eight-yard burst, because he didn't fumble. A little bit disconcerting, though, that the Niners are, uh, you know, moving the ball. You know, there's still that fear. Bears are undefeated coming in. But you got to really stab that vampire. He lost a six. Game six. Wendell wow. lost six fumbles this year. Actually ahead of his pace. Career pace being 60%. What does that mean? Yeah, it doesn't work when your linemen take a pre-snap penalty. More cheating. Yeah, everyone. Ever, I feel like a lot of people talk about the 46 and still don't exactly know what it is. And I'm not even sure I know what it is. I just think it's like when you have 11 ridiculous fucking world-class athletes on defense and you can just 
fucking send everybody. I I know it's oversimplified, but there is a point if we get to it where other teams try to emulate it. Still have the personnel. That's a nice catch by Roger Craig. I mean, and a good pass. All over him. He's still caught. Yeah, you can't blame Otis for the coverage. That was a pretty good throw by what was the, who's the quarterback for the Niners? Joe somebody. Matt Cavanaugh? I'm sorry, he's their backup. Future Bears, two, two, two time Berg. future Bears. DeBerg had moved on to Tampa. But it was after he had that weird voice box. He had that when he was in San Francisco. DeBerg ended up playing all the way to like 1990 for the Chiefs. Yeah. Dick Stockton is very excited every time he mentions Mike Wilson's yeah. name, by the way. Finally, good time for a second sack. They got him earlier, but that's it. Got to kill this drive. Niners are getting getting confident again. Has been kind of slow getting underway this year. Of course, he's looking for contract negotiation. Gets a sack here. Who's looking for a contract negotiation? Otis didn't catch it. Maybe could be Otis's uh, sixth year. Richard, yeah, he did it again. Yeah, Richard, not Jim. So we're feeling good now. We got uh, third down here. Yeah, third and six. But you're not going to kill him. There's the rookie. That's how Rice show a flash of his future. He's pretty well positioned. Caught a clean. I never thought he was that good. On a little turnout. <laughs> you got to show me something, Jerry. First NFL start again. Fun what was fact. Our, what was our stat? We look back like if if he had only played the first four years of his career, he'd have been the all-time leading receiver for the Bears. The first three Bears. years. I don't think he got to four years. It was like some game during his third year he would have passed Johnny Morris. <sighs> Yeah, see, Montana had to rush that yeah. one. <laughs> That's a great shot of Joe. Just lifeless, laying on the ground. Wilbur standing over Yeah. Because why? Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll watch it. We'll get to see the replay. Right. He doesn't have enough time, though, is the point. And Wilbur gets pretty good, too. Clean hit, even by today's standards. Clean it on time. Yeah, Wilbur, believe me, yeah, Wilbur is really moving around this field. Oh, there's a face mask. Accidental. Doesn't matter. Do they make the distinction now between the five yards? No, there is no more five yards. Every every face mask is 15. Because it wasn't uh, violent. It wasn't malicious. He just happened to reach out and grab the face mask. Poor Otis. Otis having a little rough series here. He covered Craig like a blanket. Craig still caught it. And then he managed to... Uh, like the secretary's complaining. It wasn't a flagrant play. Yeah. It's just a five Wait a minute. He, didn't, he, barely, he barely twisted his head. What are you going to call that? Face mask. Five yard penalty. Enforced from the end of the run. Repeat second down. All right, so still not a first down at least. Number 33 drifting through 55. Look at nobody around him. Wendell Tyler inside. Uh, that's yeah. holy shit. That's a five-yarder. Wendell was looking out of his ear hole. Right, but it was incidental. Yeah. He just reached his hand out. 
You don't, they don't have to be right. on purpose to be 15 yards. Niners have to call timeout because Wendell's nose is still sticking out of the side of his helmet. Right, yeah. except it's actually a two-minute warning. Going to have to grease it up, spin it on his head. Series, and when we talked about Bill Wall saying that this is a game of matchups more than any other, he was specifically referring to Roger Craig. Well, he was. He says, if I can get Roger Craig on anybody, Craig, I'll take the edge in that matchup. Bit of a factor now at this point. Roger Craig, probably not even close to a Hall of Fame running back, but for like three or four years, he was a pretty unique elite player. And again, the function of Bill Wall is offense. Kind of a scheme, scheme player, maybe. Dan Hampton making the tackle. Roger Craig, top receiver in the NFC coming into this game. Top receiver in the NFC, he's running back. Well, there's a guy in this team. Receptions are receiving yards, which is there's a guy on the Niners team, Earl Cooper, who's listed as a tight end. He's featured later. But he was a rookie in 1980, and he set the record for receptions by running back, and he did it as a rookie. Wendell looked they had him in the backfield, and he squeezed out. And he held on to the ball. It's like they're short. And a lot of ad-libbing by Wendell Tyler on a sweep. And they're just going to give it to him? The 49ers called a timeout. The angle that CBS just showed, it looked like they were about a half a yard short. Ref looks down and is like, yeah, first down. Well, it was 1985. In the first half, and it is a first down for San Francisco. Well, 13 left in the second quarter. Well, they're, yeah, they get, they get, they get them into a third down situation, I know. Cross gets his block, but Wendell slips and trips on the back of Randy Cross's legs. I know it's he like. It looked like Randy Cross fell down on his own and almost tripped Mike Richardson on not the, the other way around. Total offense here, and you can see Things the are tied is shifting. The Bears been outscored a hundred, outgained 107 to 32 in the second quarter. Tale of two quarters. Bears punch him in the mouth, and now you know Niners aren't going to go away quiet. Let's think all the Bear fans at home. We're going to lose because he doesn't know which way he's going to make his cut right away. See it coming. He and Wendell talked with each other in the Pro Bowl game. He says. with Wendell Tyler as a running back. He just has that style where the ball hangs out a little bit. As just he, has that as style his where he fumbles all the time. He, he just has that style. He just puts the ball on the ground. He's a giving person likes to give the ball away. It's like Santa Claus. You just got to live with it. They, that could have been Jerry Rice's. I don't know who was his first NFL touchdown. He may have had one by then, but... Yeah. It is funny to watch Jerry here, his first NFL star. He had played before. But. We'll get a better look than anybody. He's got a couple shot. of he got a, a couple of steps on Leslie Frazier. Montana pumped and looked left, and it's on the ground. Good Ooh. call. Is it? <laughs> yeah, they never got a good look. It could have been the Jerry. Look like Jerry caught that. Rice has caught two passes for 25 yards. Anytime you watch any of these games nowadays, you always wonder, oh, how could have history have been altered in the replay? for like 15 minutes, and they had 12 angles of it. I mean, Montana, 10 of 14, anyone here. And then the Niners are cheating again. 
Don't worry. Yeah, it's on the Niners. Back them up. They're, uh, they are hilariously uh, verklempt, even though they're pushing their way back in this game. And it's Bonhorst again. Seven penalties. again. Seven penalties on the Niners in the first half. Way to go. Typically undisciplined Bill Walsh team. It's great. It's like the Raiders. Are they playing the Raiders? Oh, they're playing the Niners. Yeah. And he just wanted to get a little extra extra start on that, probably because that's such a tough. Yeah, he wanted to get a little yeah, extra head a, start because he's getting his ass blown up every play. But yeah, so you'll see it in this game in the second half. But like eventually, and you'll see it for every game from this era. Yeah, that's satisfying. Wilbur but eventually, the, eventually, the the, the defense just gets more and more menacing as the game goes on. It's great. So this is a. Uh, this is one of the worst sacks for Montana here. Gets hit pretty hard, and he well, he didn't hit that hard, but he loses about seven or eight. So that's third, third and twenty-three coming up, I think. Half is running out there, kind of out of field goal range. Everyone's sweating about Ray Worshing trying to kick a forty-eight yarder, I think. <laughs> and so he makes that play. He kicked it, and he let him kick it a second time for where the first one landed. Yeah, still wouldn't. Right. It was at, like yeah, the mascot. Remember they had the little, the little bearded. Right. It looks like he's going to get prospector. He's going to, he's going to get uh, fed with summer, summer sausage and ale. He kicks his, he kicks his All right. So we have to watch this next seemingly meaningless Bears drive before the half because it's peak Ditka. I don't know if you caught this. You watch it, but just for context, San Fran's back in the game. It's sixteen ten. It might as well be halftime. I don't know what, what, what. How much time is left? Forty seconds. But the Bears apparently have two timeouts. Interception return for a touchdown. We get field goal range. Well, okay, it's nineteen eighty-five. No, it's stupid. Yeah, right. Just well, they are. Uh, so the Bears are kicking off though. To start the second half. No, this is the now we're in the first. We're still at the end of the first half. This is what I'm saying. But if they just if all you do is run it out, oh, right. the Niners the yeah. ball back. They're gonna have the lead. Right. Got to go for it. But, but like nothing ha- nothing happens on the kickoff except for Galt returns it a few yards. But you got to like it's just hilarious when they actually set up in their offense. And like we don't have to watch Matt Cavanaugh just chatting with Joe Montana. <laughs> yeah, no we do. Knows the folks at home are loving at. this. <laughs> they're listening to the podcast, like just what letting the tape run, not not fast forwarding at all. But like, yes, Worshing kicks off. Nothing significant will happen for twenty-five seconds. Is that Pinky? Right. Oh, we, we, you right. would have made me miss hey. Pinky. God damn it. Hey, that's why when, we're when Vic, Tabat, when Vic Tabat comes on my TV screen, Nancy nobody talks. Right. So, right. There's four, there's, so there are 45 seconds to go. The Bears are up by six. All right. A little scary. They're on their own 20. Yeah, they're inside their own 20. Throw it. They have the, Run that play again where McMahon just blindly heaves it down the middle of the field. Maybe it'll work this time. That might work. That might work. But what's funny instead is I'm not sure what's going on here. They show us not that there's you think there'd be much strategy left. The Bears, in fact, do have two timeouts left. The Niners totally irrelevant. On the timeout left. Bill Walsh is like, I got to piss. I got to go to the bat. I, I don't know why. What happens here happens. But on first down, little swing pass to Sui. He can't get out of bounds. So get back. Call that timeout. All right. Clock runs. Oh, here we go. We're gonna hurry up. 
Yeah. Hurry up. Hurry we, up still get, we can still get six we, plays off. We hurry. get the hurry up offense. Yeah. All right. Really they're just being aggressive. They're just not huddling. So their offense has been better. Down to 22 seconds. They finally snapped it. And then Suey again. Three-yard pass to Suey again. Takes a hit. Fights for the gets first, a first down. Gets, he's a little short of a first down. 12 seconds. Better call timeout. You're on, you're on the 27. <laughs> All right. Okay. got a 73-yard play. It's going to be great. It's great. I think it... I like, like the dick. I, they still have one timeout left. Oh, that's good. With 12 seconds to go in the half. Well, I, listen. 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 Well, no. All right. Last year. I think they actually talked about, like, what the what were they thinking, like, how to set up a point here. Maybe it's after the next play. McMahon even goes, he walks to the sidelines, and nobody talks to him. He just walks right back to the huddle. What is going on there? I like that, by the way. The, uh, McMahon thought of himself as, uh, what did they say, the, 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 the injury proneness of Joe Namath, the belly of Sonny Jurgensen, or the spiral of Sonny Jurgensen, and the... Uh, Scrambling ability of Fran Target. I like that. Fran Target because he wanted. Right. So, so you jumped ahead, by the way. Oh, I did. I what happened was that. Oh, well, yeah, four yeah, seconds. Like, so we wasted all that time looking, watching Matt Cavanaugh chat up Joe Montana on the sideline. We missed that after this timeout. They come out. This is not the last play of the quarter. This, oh no! This, they got, they got not, another timeout left. They have another timeout. But then I but see it. Well. So they gave Suey the first down on that? They're not measuring anything. He was short. I know. But look, and they call timeout with another timeout. Another timeout. Another timeout. Four so he did, that just to get, he did that just to get Peyton some more yards. But then, of course, I have to imagine he did it also just to piss off Bill Wallace for God knows what, what reason. He's just Ditka's just being Ditka here. Like, I don't know, maybe, like, keep them on the field for as many plays as you can because we just want to pull you up and punch you down and keep pulling you up and punching you down. I, I don't know. It's just hilarious. At the end of the first half, Bears had the lead. There's no strategy to actually scoring here. So he insists on just running the clock down. We're going to heave it all the way down. Nope, we're going to throw another screen. More yards for Wally. Walter, no. all he's got to do is break 11 tackles, and he get oh, he's out at the 40, four-yard line. It's just great. It's just it's it's benign. It, it's insignificant otherwise, but it's hilarious that at the end of the first half, Ditka just fucks around like that. So we get to halftime, 16 to 10, Bears. And, you know, that's a good time to tell you, football fans, first Sunday of the NFL season is here. And DraftKings, the Casino Queen Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for Week 1, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's simple. Bet an NFL team to win, and if your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly. Even if your team loses. Wasn't it seven last week? Seven for the seven point one is for the game on Thursday night, the opener. Got it. Thank you. This ten point one is Got for it. any game. Anyone. Just pick out a matchup you like. You're good to go. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code pointless to get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly when you place a five dollar bet this Sunday. That's code pointless. Only at DraftKings Casino Queen Sportsbook, 
an official sports betting partner of the NFL. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537. 21 or older, Illinois only. Bonus issued is free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. So there you go. Bet five bucks, well 200 bucks. Pick a team you think will get a 10-point lead. Once they get a 10-point lead, they can fuck off and lose the game. You still win. I mean, come on. And can you beat that? If if you're out there, Arch Leister, there's still a chance <laughs> to get it all back. I'm sure his uh, that's probably a violation of Arch's parole, but it wouldn't be the first time. I would imagine so. I want to make sure Arch's not dead. It could be, you know. So, yeah, Bears nursing a six-point lead at halftime. Better than losing like they were 6 nothing the year before. No, oh, at halftime, apparently Irv Cross was talking about a thigh bruise. I didn't mean, need to see that. There's nothing I'd love to see more than Irv talking about thigh bruises. Irv and his parted hair. Talking about it, yeah. The iconic Dwight Clark, of course, and the Vince Scully broadcast catch. I like that the benches, the candlestick, are basically park benches. Probably permanently cemented into the grass. <laughs> I like that, too. Tate Walter looks like he's going to feed pigeons over there. All right, so, so yeah, the Bears are the, kicking off. Gotta, yeah, gotta, the Niners do get the ball to start the second half. Yeah. I wonder if did go as furiously right. trying. Like he said. And here's Ricky Waters running away back out to the third. Oh, oh no, that's right. That's Monroe. Oh, Monroe. Carl Monroe getting the, they're in business, although Carl doesn't seem to know where he is. Yeah. He tried to get up, he fell down. And we have an official's time. Well, tough shit, Carl. All right, watch this now. There's another Wilbur moment coming up here. Not going to take any shit from Dwight Clark, I think. Jerry Rice. Maybe that. Oh, that's what it rookie is. rookie from Mississippi Valley State. Whatever happened here. Yeah, I don't recall after this game. Clark is isolated, bottom of the screen. Zone defense, short help there in front. You see that the defensive back slipped back there. Clark turned it's a pretty up, tight window. Pass. That was a regular Watch this. Defense. Oh, look at this. Cheap shot from Dwight Clark. Bumping around with Wilbur Marshall. Wilbur said, you just made the list, buddy. Now watch Wilbur on this next play. Yes, you folks at home listening to this on the podcast, watch this next play. Watch. Chase. I feel like Ron Santa. <laughs> that would have got him f- suspended. So he chases Joe to the sidelines. He doesn't, like, smack him, but he, when Joe's out of bounds, he grabs him and twirls him to the ground. Wilbur's like, what? Don't yeah. me. I'm just struck that Wilbur's fucking fired up. He's not taking shit from Dwight Clark on the play before. He's not taking shit from Montana. Hey, the Niners were the, they were the, the thing in between the Bears and the Super Bowl last year. They're not taking any yeah. shit from these guys. And Wilbur's yeah, on the bench. That's, that's 30 yards worth of penalties. I mean, Wilbur does that on Sunday. Maybe. Maybe. He's forced some mistakes. Had some Dick sacks. Just... Loss of a yard, second and eleven. Montana up the middle. Oh, oh yeah. John yeah. Franks, go become a doctor, you pansy. 
John Frank. Backup tight end, John Frank. Dropped right. Now, is it? Now, is it? Yeah. So, I have a question, though. Is that really John Frank? All right, watch him. Wow, that ball. Right. Is that really John Frank? I'd like to think now is the time they – or is that Ian Zierning from Beverly Hills? <laughs> it is. It is. And it's about the right age. Zian was in his 40s. Right. When, uh, when so, Andrew 210 was on. Hey, Tyrone Keys is in, finally. Okay, buddy, you can rotate your lineman. It wouldn't kill you. You know, God, the Niners are just so annoying. You know, nice you just can't. Hits, hits Wendell in stride. Basically catches it for him. The pass is so perfect. There's a first down. Well, they obviously didn't expect a blitz because they put both backs out in this pattern. Tyler and Craig run a crossing pattern over the middle. Tyler running from left to right in front of Singletary and makes a good effort here at the end. And the 49ers. Bears 38. Tyler with his third reception. Trying to take the lead. They made it to the infield, right? Where Dwayne Kuyper standing there just a week before. That's right. Well, I, yeah, I used the Johnny Romero. Man, you got, you know, Robbie Thompson may have got a, well, Robbie Thompson may have gotten a cup of coffee. Uh, no, Dwayne Kuyper, I bet you was, he was with the Giants around then. He was at the end of his career. He was an Indian when he hit a homer off of Stone. That was before he was. But, yeah, 85 was his last season. He tells funny stories yeah. about that. He, uh, They put him on the DL at the beginning of the season to get him enough days to get his 10-year pension. That Bob nice. would have been very thrilled. And then the day he comes off, the manager tells him, you know, Dwayne's like saying goodbye to everybody. He's like, where are you going? He's like, well, you're waving me, right? I said, no, we're keeping you. And he goes, he goes I had to play for another month. <laughs> he was. He didn't want to play anymore. He He's literally mind. told me, like, I haven't been working out. I haven't even taken batting practice. So this is a pretty huge 26-yard uh, pickup by Roger Craig. Uh, Roger Craig busted play. Yeah. McMichael gets tackled by the offensive lineman, so that's not fair. But there is a penalty marker. Oh, it's just not the one. Kind of a pivotal, pivotal moment here because they're one score down, a chance to take the lead. Yeah. Craig took the ball all the way inside. Who the was the penalty on? Wendell Tyler. Yep. Offensive pass interference on Wendell Tyler. Yep. Wendell's not having himself no, that great of a game. He's getting a lot of yards and shit. Two turnovers. That's a big. And that's the kind of pass. And, and that, I'm guessing that's the kind of pass interference that wasn't even a factor on the game. Seemed like that was a pretty clear-cut game. That, you know. Less than 12 and a half to go third quarter. As you look at the story today and the penalty. Um, and the 49ers have had the short end. But you will see in the second half here, the defense starts getting more and more pressure with each drop back. Gets hit, but gets it off to Jerry Rice. Penalty flag is down. Another game to Jerry, and another penalty. Yes. Guess who this one's on? Well, Gary Fensick is. No, but Gary says it's on the Niners. But watch this. They. Holding number 51. Randy Cross. Randy Cross. Oh, going to offset. That's okay. Worth it, right? Worth it. Big Michael, personal foul, and Randy Cross. Again, 
Look, Michael, that's worth it, right? Get, get away, especially if it's off study. Cross is fun. What is that? <laughs> cross is fun. They already called Cross for holding. Tackling him. I think Michael's so awesome. Michael's being held, but he manages to hit Joe right in the face. Right. <laughs> Enough to pop that. But that is Mongo. That, that right there, that's that's Alex Karras. Yeah, it's a siege on every play now. Niners line is being pushed right back into Joe's lap. And it affected him on that pass, man. He, he had a wide open Roger Craig in the flat, and he got he was rattled. He's finally feeling it. the great Joe Montana. Even Joe Montana is is feeling the effects of the. This is the only time, really, in his career that he. That, well, there was a game in '83 that Stockton refers to, but they're not. But. And things like that, but he makes those what do you say you have to touch him? Is he still thinking about the, the minor game. club? Might be. Second down and 25 and the but that's a great sign because Montana in the first half makes that pass, I guarantee you. Another play, and there's Joe running for his life again. It's a nice play for Craig. Yeah, you got you to tip your hat to Joe. The 50 in Chicago territory, and maybe another flag down. Yes. Oh. Niners are cheating again. Oh, this one's on. Oh, for once. For once. So, like, does they don't do this anymore, right? Don't they just de facto now they, they ask the coach? Joe's the captain, so the ref goes and asks Joe. Right. Whether, I'm sorry. Whether they want the penalty. I just wanted to reiterate again that Dick just said that. Uh, like think it was appointed by George Hallis. It's not the Naval Academy. It was an appointment. He was. They had to vote. And. Uh, but yeah, I, I think from here too, you see Montana running for his life with each drop back. It's fun. You see it again. Most of the '85 games are on YouTube, guys. So you'll see a, a lot of the same stuff. Jumped ahead there. Yep, we're all over the place. So anyway, it's third down pass. Mike Richardson knocks it away, and then we get to see my buddy Ken Taylor from turning a punt for the Bears, and he catches it and goes right out of bounds. It doesn't seem like this one. No. Now look out when we come back from commercial break. Shield your eyes. Wait, maybe it's later. There's a very obnoxious shot of some fans coming up here, and it's really stupid. What's the, they what's the time stamp? They came back from they found a very attractive young... Looks like, looks like a young... They did. Uh, right. Earlier, we were too decent to have mentioned it. Of Bears course, the Bears are 12-1 and one when leading at the half over the last two seasons. And 12-1 and one when they outsacked the opponents. This one's in the bag. They got both of those. You'd think so. They haven't quite salted it away, though. So, Peyton, pretty pedestrian carry there, but... Gain of five. Yeah, Dick, I think maybe it was two. Seems pretty generous. Seems pretty generous, if you ask me. With Riggo the Pigo. There. <laughs> oh, there we go. Still number one. Still number one. A bunch of shirtless. 
very mustachioed men. I don't want to stereotype in San Francisco, but I would guess that they went to a bathhouse and painted each other. And the way the two guys were standing together with the L's, it looked like it said, like, like that was a U, right. not an L. Right. Why is there a V in there? Right. How did you underthrow? Mardrum had his man beat. And Jimmy couldn't get into it. Come on. Yeah. Not a great pass from Jimmy Mack. He did have him beat. He turned him around. Actually, Mark, yeah, that was underthrown. There's a yeah, later if one. He, on you know, if that was the back shoulder, which honestly back then was just you threw, underthrew it. Oh, there it is. Oh, there's Ken. That's a nice glamour shot of Ken You sure got a pur to mouth. <laughs> Ken Margrim's CBS profile. Not very flattering. Ken was uh, 60 Minutes did a, did a special episode on Ken, and they were trying to track his whereabouts when all of the Zodiac murders happened. That's right. That's right. Bears are slinging it. Yeah, but they're stalling. Like he, had, uh, he had the inside receiver open, but he threw it to Willie. They, they oh, can't, the they can't, momentum is, is turned, and oh no! Yeah, they can't put the, the Bears can't put the game away. Yeah, the, the momentum turned with that pick six, and then the offense stopped moving. That's right. More Buford's in. More he's going to Clint, Clint Thrift is blocking for more Buford. Ron Rivera, Jim Morrissey, all the stars are in. On this oh yeah, special team is good now. Suey, the personal protector. The up back. Even Wilbur is on the punt. How'd you, like you like to see Wilbur rid, running his ass down the middle of the field anyway, trying to catch a punt? That would look nice. Play so by he was down. Think he has to tackle him twice. Yeah, that was nice. That was a very nice tackle by Pink. And it was a great punt by Buford. So a little bit of redemption for uh, booting in the end zone earlier. Fifty-six yard punt. That's what they need. Flip the field a little bit. Let's put that Bear defense back to work. Morey got the Bears out of trouble. He's starting to now. So yeah, so this was the big. This was obviously the big statement win because it was against the Niners. But it was just a few weeks later they would go to Dallas. Yes, and well, that that's was when that was were. the moment when the rest of the country went, "Oh shit!" Yeah, that's the Bears, the Bears are going to be a problem. Right, exactly. This is still the early ascension of the team. This was, a, this was just a really good win, early season. Yeah, good win. Like, exactly. Hey, the it was solid. They, they had to deal with a little bit of adversity. They had Peyton to help salt it away. And then when they obliterated America's team, yes, 44 to that was it. And let's and let's be real, Dallas really was not on the level of the Niners and Redskins and you know the Giants and the Bears, but they were still they were in that Rams Vikings category. They were good. Look at that! Oh, Kenny got to catch that. Kenny should have another that. ill-advised pass by McMahon. <laughs> Just winging no, it out but the he put of the it, field. He, but, but Ken he, was he, hit him Ken on the hands. Jimmy did put it on the spot. And I don't know if you heard this, but Kenny Margin played at Stanford. I hadn't heard. And played for Bill Walsh and could have scored a touchdown here if he stayed on his feet. Come on, Kenny. You got Yeah. That's why he switched to the black shoes in the Super Bowl. Couldn't drop that if he had the black shoes on. Boy, they're showing that picture of Ken a lot. That's what I mean. It's almost like, have you seen this man? Put that picture in your garden to keep, to keep the pests out. Yeah, 
What? I, what? Wait, did, did <laughs> Tina Turner get trapped? Our, did, did Walter, Walter get trapped? Tina Turner room, like Tina said, our cabin? room was a little snug. <laughs> Me and Walter. Wait, what? Did the families go on a cruise, Dick, or was it just Keena and Walter? Please clarify. There's so many questions. Haven't had a score in this third quarter. Was it an all-boys right. cruise? Nice try here. Willie, of course, can't finish. And, of course, that's because Ryan Watt That feels is like a team. Dennis McKinnon play that they just said, well, Willie can run. Oh, well, right, because Silky D's hurt. That's right, Marvin. You're going to run your the guy who never wants good, to make any contact a, here, on a sweep. He's not exactly uh, 1985 Debo. Oh, Ronnie Lott's down. Are they going to have to cut any of his fingers that's a, off? That's a, that's a good thing that happened on this one. Ryan Lott. Did Willie take him out? Apparently. Is this like Ted right? Willie running over Yadier Molina? Right, like, uh, looks like Ronnie hurt himself. Uh, As I said, he's nursing a sore shoulder. Oh, that's too bad. Well, tough shit. It's been a rough year, so I mean, again, yeah, great player. I'll give him his props, but I just want nothing. You know, I hated him. I hated him. He didn't play for my team. Um, so Bears have a fourth and two coming up. This is, seems sort of unusual for the time. Fucking Ditka really wants to win this game. Yeah, he wants to win this game. That's kind of rare. It's a 49. Actually, if any time ever there was a time to do this in 85, it'd be here. 49 or field goals too far. Fourth and a long short two. Okay, thanks, Nick. Suey picks it up. Well, it's a gutsy call. Early by Dick to be a decent coach. Yeah. So it gets nullified. By the way, the early. The, 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 what did he say? The early short reading, the short. What did Stockton say? It's a long short. There? It's a long short. Long short. That was fourth and a long short that. too. When Stockton was much older and dementia riddled as a baseball broadcaster calling Cubs left fielder Alfonso Adolfo, there's a famous clip of him in from like 20 years ago where he's three and two, crowds on the feet. Ball four, strike three. Chip Curio. But that was very much, you know, this was 1985 Dick Stockton. There's no excuse to do that for What do you call here? He's getting, Jimbo is getting, okay. He kind of swung yeah, down. He he, it's, it's a little bit, a little bit of a red. It's basically, it would have been fine if no, well, it would have been fine if no call was made, right? Because the, the defensive tackle was pretty well engaged with Jimbo, too. Yeah, he started, wasn't he was getting kind of mauled, and he just grabbed him by the shirt and pulled him down on the ground. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see more Buford work. That's that's even better. But look at that punt. Another, oh, another redemption. He bounced yeah, sideways more, at the five. And Wilbur, has, Wilbur is the guy who down the punt. Once again, because Wilbur's playing like that. Play that. Yeah, Morey has basically redeemed himself uh, since that first punt. When... Oh, good. We're starting position for the Niners. It's Wendell. Wendell's due for a fumble. We're, we're getting the Bill Reed, Jim McMahon story coming up. Look at the dude on the Bears sideline with his, his shirt undone. I know. Nip to right. his uh, navel. Woo! Is that Steve Kayser's nephew? Who is that guy? <laughs> there is. No right, here comes the, oh, the, here's now the, we're breaking out all the stops. Here's the benign Jim McMahon. Bill Reed story. Look at that neck roll. Holy shit. He's all neck rolls. It's like a neck roll of feet. Mark Kelso. Bill Ring roomed one year with Jim McMahon yeah. and Brigham Young. He's still hung over. McMahon said he'd come in after having some fun at 2 o'clock in the morning and Ring would be studying. And then he said Ring had signs up on the, up on the ceiling above his bunk. And they would say, 
I'm going to be in the NFL someday. I'm going to be in the NFL someday. And he would masturbate to it. Constantly. It was a struggle. He's had a lot of rough spots along the way. First and 10 of the 22 and a jump pass. Oh, almost picked off. Jerry Rice covered by Leslie Frazier. Rice got a lot of action. Leslie was all over it. Leslie's done a nice job on Jerry. I'm yeah, wondering Leslie if was good right. until the Bears the ran a reverse. Well, until there. Steve Cajor got cute in the Super Bowl. I'm just wondering if Bill Rings Wall also had surveillance photos of Scott scouts that he was hoping to help get him in the NFL. Yep. I will play in the NFL. It was a holdout as well as Al Harris. Yeah. Joe Montana, 15-24 for 140 yards. Not exactly chucking it down the field, are you, Joe? No. Gary Fenson giving somebody the business after the play. Could be going to get a flag for that. Is this the third down? Uh, true. And Singletary still at his peak. He just had a short peak. He was just so undersized. He benefited from the, those big beef steaks that were lined up in front of him. Not to take anything away from him. In the game we did in Chicago, he had 12 Like, tackles. he still peaked single 38-5. When we did the 91 game, it was definitely different. Look how mad he is yeah, here. A fit. I didn't get this. Did he think he was going to catch it? Yeah, Dick thinks so. Singletary couldn't catch anything. Nope, famously. So there's a, uh, the NFL has a podcast called The NFL Explained. Basically, that's what they do. They take... You know, things you've always wondered, and they devote like a half hour, and they explain it. And they, this week was about uh, the start of a season. And Mike Robinson, who used to play quarterback at Penn State but played fullback in the NFL, was on. He was talking about playing on. He got drafted by the Niners with Mike Nolan. And then in year two, his head coach was Mike Singleton. And he's like, you have to play extra hard when the coach isn't a guy who drafted you. He has no loyalty to you. And, um, but he said he really liked Mike. And they called him Singy at one point, which I thought was really funny. I don't think anybody ever called Mike Singy. You're a hockey player. But um, he was talking about how Mike Martz was Singletary's offensive coordinator. Okay. And how Martz would act like such a dick. Like... He'd get exasperated with something Singletary was saying. He would like turn his back to him in practice, and how he goes. The players fucking hated Mike Martz, and it actually yeah, made them play harder for Singletary because he was showing up. You know, you could tell he's a guy. I've won a Super Bowl. No shit. Yeah, well, you're an offensive. You're you're lucky to be an offensive coordinator. Imagine being that contemptuous. Of, yeah. And that was all put into perspective when Martz was going off the other day about how the Bears had the worst collection of offensive talent since the 0-16. All right. That's enough about Mike Martz. I want to talk all about I, I, I got a good 40 minutes on Mike Martz starting right. We'll have to save it. <laughs> so the Bears have the ball back, their 10th drive. And we would watch this play. Fans at home. Wide receiver screen. I literally thought Gary Crowe introduced that at the end of the half. To Kenny Marjoram, and it's a first down. Yeah, well played. And a boy, Ed Hughes. Out of your time. Well, Gary Crone ran the bubble screen where the uh, they had a whole court array of blockers yes. surrounding the right. The whole play was set up to get like your tight end and at least one of your wide receivers out in front as the screen was. It was actually it's a really good play. The problem was it was the only play Gary had, so he ran it like 15 times a game. And after the third time, the other team figured out what it was. Right. Yeah, Gunther Cunningham was fooled, but 
other coaches caught up. Right. Guthrie couldn't figure that all day. Guthrie couldn't figure that one out. Week two. God bless you. Like, yeah, we can stop this. God bless Matt Suey, by the way. Just a just a bull like seventeen yard run. Keep the keep the clock keep the chains moving. Still only a sixteen to ten game here. So. Are the Niners going to start running the forty six just to give the Bears? The There's some bullshit. There's some bullshit here that I wanted on pack. Oh, the What's Navajo. The Navajo? I don't remember the Navajo. No, I don't know, but the Navajo didn't catch well, let's it. Let's see a 46 defense by another name. Yep, you bet. What? A lot of people are doing it. Atlanta's doing it. Take a look what? right here. Yeah, Atlanta did what? so well. Here you've got your two linebackers side by side. And in the yeah, middle, the Lehman three Bennett. men covering the guard to tackle in the center. Same way the Bears run it, just a different name. Okay. 46 is nothing. It's just a. Yeah, you can line up and you don't have uh, the personnel. You don't have Otis and Wilbur and Dan Hampton and Richard Dent and Steve McMichael. So good luck running that shit. Yeah. All right. I just wanted to get that out there because I'm like, I don't. That's bullshit. Anybody can run anybody else's defense. It doesn't mean it's going to work. They give it to Suey. Navajo defense. My insanity. Why Navajo? All right, wait. What's the significance of the Navajo? I don't know. Were they noted for their... Uh, the I don't... Like, like, like all-out blitzing of people? It's like when they, were, mean, fight, when they were fighting... Uh, you know, like, U.S. soldiers, they would overload one side of the battlefield? Could be. Right. <laughs> yeah, just confuse them. I'm and sure just Bill had some bullshit forward. story about that. Oh, no. You know, it's famous. You know he did. He was pseudo-intellectual. Jacket. Yeah, he's the uh, he's the erudite football coach. All right, so we made it to the fourth quarter. All right, still I haven't. What are these guys talking about? Bears are up sixteen to ten and driving. As Howard David might say, Bears now moving from left to right in your radio dial. Because the going to run it. All right, now, now, that's a late hit, but that is nothing compared to two earlier late hits. Oh, Dick is fired up. Drinks are on me on the plane, boys. <laughs> yeah, given the other shit they let Ronnie get away with. Well, this wasn't Ronnie. This, this was Eric Wright. Oh, yeah, that's this why. This was actually Eric Wright. Yeah, that's why. But they hit it. Yeah, you're right. I'm they would have let Ronnie would have got right away. Face. Ronnie had two legit fucking questionable league. Oh, the Niner fans hits. are swearing. Yeah. Piling on. Or Fuller. It's Jeff Fuller, not Eric Wright. Jeff Fuller, who finished it off and was called. Let's see. All right. There's Ronnie with a little, getting a little extra business. And then, no, that's fine. You yeah, get to hit it. He's on the ground. Yeah. yeah, screw you, Niners. You are, you deserve it. And actually, Wesley, I keep on him Wes Welker, but Wayne Walker, he actually, he actually agrees. Yeah. Even if it was soft. First and ten at easy. the ten. Looks like they can get a first down at like the inch line. There's Walter. Run for a couple of yards. Yeah. Wait, what? What did Dick say? The Niners have an aroused defense. Dick. They are going. They're heading to the end with the with the minor club. Another look. Had that personal foul call on Jim McMahon. Oh, let's watch it again. His foul was not on Jim McMahon. On the tackle of McMahon on the scramble. Exactly. And then at the end Good of it, point. they call 49 coming in late. 
that's a soccer thing you gotta get used to when you watch soccer. If they say that a foul was on someone, they mean that that was the guy who got fouled. Oh wow! Which actually, I guess, kind of makes sense. Yeah, it's a foul. The foul was on him. And basketball, if his foul was on you, that means you got called for the foul. Willie, it's funny that Willie. Willie, it's funny that that. That Willie only caught one touchdown in 1985. He caught a lot of touchdowns in '83. He caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl. It's there are a lot of. Like in this game, there are near touchdowns he just didn't get. It's just a funny thing. He's got both hands on it. He might have been. Who's covering him there? That wasn't live. That was covering him. Oh, oh, oh it's hurt. I think hurt. I, I dropped it. He's hurt. Remember what Jimmy McMahon said about Willie when Willie went off to LA to be an actor? Well, he's been actually a football player for eight years. Wow, that's harsh. True, but harsh. Yeah, Bears getting pushed back. Yeah, we just need to get Kevin Butler on the field and uh, get another. It's making a two-score game. Let's see if it's a delay call. It's not going to happen on this drive. Oh, another penalty Jimbo. on Jimbo. That's two on this Jimbo. drive. I'm going to revoke his Hall of Fame. Yes. Is he in, or is Dan Pompey still beating that drum? Is he in? Jimmy got in during Good. Long. He was in there with huge pandemic class where they had to do it. I'm not sure days. how comfortable Look I am. Look at the berm like on Jim Colbert. Holy right. shit. Black for Dan Marino in college. Yeah, he got his hair. I love Colbert. I just worry that his career wasn't long enough, but if he's in, he's in. I'm not going to fret. He's in. He deserved it. He's in it Should just in. for neutralizing as John Madden. He's in because of Madden. Let's talk about how the Good. only guy who ever shut we did. Taylor down was Jim Colbert. Fucking A. Uh, tough one for Wally. Third and eight. Let's run a draw to Walter. So they're going to kick Well, Butler was reliable. They finally cut the intermittent PAT making Bob Thomas for good. It's one of the great things about looking back at old Bear games is how many times it's. Oh, and Bob Thomas missed next. Right. Sometimes we had a game where he missed two extra points. Right. You brought that up in our Packers. He missed two extra points in that. I do encourage you to replay the Packers game when you make that observation that he could actually miss more than one. In the game. No, a 61-7 game he missed, too. He, a lot he, of, he had a lot to kick, but you think he could make it. Right, he, he, was, he was exhausted. Bloodhead, he didn't though. miss. Kevin Butler didn't yeah. miss. Bob. Judge. All right, so the Bears are up 19-10. to going to take two scores from the, from the Niners. Yeah, go, good luck. And you now, so I don't know how confident we are. Like this is in the last year, we've watched the Bears beat up Archie Manning and the Vikings and the Raiders, and like uh, we're feeling pretty good about our defense. But there's still a little bit of a psychological catch with a team like the Niners. We're just about there. Now you and just got to survive the kickoff to Carl Monroe. He's the biggest threat on the field at this point. Probably, because the I mean. Joe Montana is a deserving, you know, legitimate, one of the greatest all-time quarterbacks. And it's the most challenging that he'll find himself against the Bears, I feel like. But they still got to finish it uh, off. He can still do it. Big tackle by Jim Morrissey. Right at shortstop. Now we'll see on this drive what the 49ers think they've got. Oh, oh yeah. Look at that. Running down on the kick. None other than William, the refrigerator Perry. 
He can deliver some hits. That's he didn't like really do anything. Yeah. But that's good. <laughs> no foreshadowing. That's foreshadowing, kids. Was, he wasn't a controversial first-round pick. I mean, other than Buddy said he didn't want him. It's not like they picked a fifth-round talent in the first round. They picked a first-round talent in the first round. Right. It wasn't like trading nine picks for Ricky Williams. Uh, the Bears are going the wrong way. Oh, no, that's the night. Confused. It was only controversial because Buddy Ryan blew it up. Yeah. And impressed. Who wasted draft pick. Yeah. Holding, number 86, offense, repeat, first up. Pushing back. That's John Frank. Yeah. Boy, John Frank not having a very good game. No wonder he quit to no. be the doctor. Right. Is he the one who became the doctor? I think he was, right? I don't know. The character. I thought he did. did didn't he uh, date Andrea? I forget my characters. I don't even know Aaron, Ian Ziering's character. Steve. His name was Steve. Oh, inject that into my veins, by the way. They already flashed it. Two fumbles by the Niners. Results in six points. 12 penalties, 90 yards, <laughs> six sacks. So this is great. Not only did Jack, John Frank was the one who quit. He gave, famously gave up football to become a doctor. And he, oh, wow. He is now, he's a surgeon. He's a, wow. He's a hair transplant surgeon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and yet, watching him bobble that pass. Yeah, I wouldn't want him to put him in my I only go to the best. I go to re- I go to restore. Yeah, you and Ian, Ryan, Ryan. Yeah. I'm I'm like Ryan Sandberg though. I only do the front. But I'm not paying for the, I'm not paying for the back of the head. Nobody's. That's fine. I'm just give me the horseshoe, the reverse horseshoe. That's what I want. Sure. So uh, McMichael makes another. It, it seems like we end up talking about Michael enough, even when we talk about Cubs games. But he makes a very impressive athletic play coming up here that this player the next play again now we're in the fourth quarter and the Niners are pinned inside their own 15 look at that yeah, they set up a screenplay to Roger Craig and Michael sniffed it out and batted the ball and just I feel like I'm getting on board on this late arriving Steve McMichael appreciation as far as like is he maybe a Hall of Famer because I know people are making a case look at that huge play jump yeah they would have broken something on that play Jim McMahon roommate alert It's the old legend Dwight Clark. They still need two scores and they're pinned deep, so feeling pretty good here. Third and 11 coming up. And they're down nine in the fourth quarter. Yeah, you bet your ass they are, Dick. Exactly. I don't even think Joe Montana is going to be able to get a silk purse out of this shit. This position, and watch. I think I think Fensick comes in on a blitz here. Look at that. Well timed by yes. Fensick, and that's it. Montana's done. He's he's not. I think he's done trying to bust his. He's not because he's a pro. But that was their last hope in this game, and uh, the pressure just got to be too irritating for him. Every fucking time he drops back, it's more and more. He's got less. It's a beautiful thing. And I tell you, they put the pressure on Montana. Here they come, everybody. 
nine people. Going to two yeah. Defenders and they did. They rushed nine on and third and 11. <laughs> and he overthrew his guy by like seven yards. You know, that's the epitome of just flinging it up. So, yeah, they made Joe Montana do that. It was worth, it, it was worth waiting for three and a half quarters to you know, time to see. It's the only time, a very few times, very few teams did that. The, of the, game. All right, the Giants the actually did. Bears are up nine, 11 minutes to go. Yeah. If you have a cigarette, rusher, folks, get ready to set it aside. He's 31 years old. It's not like he's 38. He's 31 years old. Why don't we just, let's saddle up Walter and just ride it's, it's, him. Uh, this drive is almost like an homage to Walter Payton, 1978, when he's running behind Remy Story and Dan Jiggins and, and, and uh, Dennis Lick and, and, and all those other guys. Walter left, Walter right, Walter up the middle. First one. is Walter left. But he gets first down. Yards. Close to a first down, may even have it. Dana McLemore making the stop, then a good block by the right tackle, Keith Van. And you're right, he's 31. They're shy by about a yard. He's in his. He's already yards. in his eleventh goddamn NFL season. He's been the NFL leading rusher for an entire season, and, and he hasn't really gone off this year. So what we're watching is like the beginning of another streak that would add just pile onto his legacy. Because second and one at the forty-three. So we got nine on the first one. There's Walter Wright. Gets your first down. Now it's a two in a row. Walter lays on the ground waiting for somebody to help him up, and they don't. Right. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck, he guys? He's not Cade, he's not Cade McNown. What are you doing? <laughs> he's he's kind of laid back again, like somebody's going to help me up. And then he's like, fuck it, I guess I got to get up. Yeah. A couple weeks ago. When they won a ball game against the Redskins, I think he carried the ball just six times. Yeah, he said they were blitzing a lot. It was time to go to something else. But that's okay. That was a Dexter Manley game. He was a decoy. He threw a touchdown pass to McMahon in that game. Peyton on a pitch. Gets up again. There another seven yards. So that's what, uh, three touches in a row, all running plays. Stayed in bounds there too, right? Chew up time and keep the ball on the ground. It'll be second down and about four. For the Chicago Bears, Bob McKittrick, offensive line coach. Looks like he's playing for San Francisco. <laughs> Tic Tac Toe. He's the man on the sideline. Trying to decipher the X here. Where do you want to put it there? The oh. Ziggy cartoon. Here's Walter again. Four in a row. It still fights for there the first down. As the clock continues Should be a first enough down. Enough for the first down, though. They're giving See, everybody first he, downs. He only, right. You get a first down. You, you get, get a first down. Over 100 now. For the 65th time, Walter's over the 100 yards at mark. Right. Ron Jeremy just confirmed it. Has gone over the 100 mark. 65th time. Week, he scored his 100 and 101st touchdowns. So, he has a TD today. Ten weeks later. Only Jim Brown, Lenny Moore, yes. Don Riggins. He'll be at 75. John Riggins still had more touchdowns than him at that point. He just rattled, Dick just rattled off. Jim Brown, Lenny Moore, John Riggins, I forget who else. Oh, yeah. oh I, I love that. 
My favorite thing is that in this game, he gets first downs on these piddling little one-yard dives, but then he's always like getting chunks of like eight or nine yards on first and second down. There's Ed Hughes, and he's got the play sheet in his pants. He might have been the first guy to do that. Trent Setter. Who knew? Ahead of his his time. This is the Ed Hughes move. Ah, you don't have a pocket for this. I'll just shove it right down the front of my pants. Yeah, be careful with that laminated stuff, though. The Bears led it's easy. Get a, you don't want to get a paper cut. Though. That's right. They're going to measure just for the hell of it. He got it. Yeah, it's a little disrespectful to Walter. All right, so the Bears are now across in the Niners' territory at the 43. Oh, looks like Sui almost went offside there. He went in motion just for the hell of it. Just going left there. He's got the ball out like a little bit. It's just another big chunk. Six or seven. Oh, there's his cruise mate, uh, Keena Turner, on the tackle. Hey, see you on the poop deck, Keena. <laughs> How's that claustrophobia? Hey, they they let Suey have a carry, so Walter can have one playoff. He has to block eight right. guys. Right. I think Suey gets the next one, too. I think they give a couple to Suey. I might be wrong, but. Because going over his drink order, there was that. What do you think? Uh, what should we get? Ripple. We passed it. To, are we at 156? I'm just curious. Dick. No, it's all right. Dick mentions the uh, when the Bears beat the Niners in 83. It was a noteworthy game, I have to add. It's also on YouTube. Is that another first down? Walter's basically it. running the clock so out by himself. A little help from us. Andy Fredrickson again. So he's actually playing tackle this time. Van Horn got hurt. There. He's on the ground There's a, a little bit. Tripped on memory lane talking about Peyton not having an offense in the 70s. That's what Peyton has done today. All-time leading rusher in the NFL. Scott say it again. Can never stay at enough. Not much Bill Walsh can do on the sidelines. Yeah, eat shit. Take it right up. The yeah, ends a big bag of shit. <laughs> oh, we're going to Stewie. Oh, no, got it. Got to mix it, Stewie again. Oh, then it must be time for another. Should we throw? And it'll be third down. Must be time for If the Bears kick a field goal here and they are stalled on this drive, that would mean that the 49ers would need two touchdowns. Which to 22 to 10. So All right, Dick. Good math. Down, it'll be third and That'd be 12. Even in today's game, that would ice the game. Actually, in today's game. Field goal doesn't really change ago, much. Yeah. Here it is. We saw the Bears beat the Niners 13 to three, and that seemed to be the starting point for those. Dick's Chicago right. Survival. That game is, if you look for an ascension, that's it. And that game is on YouTube. There's uh, 1983 Soldier Field. Screen pass to Sui on third down. Gets the first down. Keeps it keeps the boy, Matt. alive. It's just, this is, think about this. I, I probably enjoyed this drive more watching it this week than I did when I was 13 years old. They just bleed this game at the end. So they, they punch the Niners in the mouth. Then they let them make it a game. 
And then when it counted, they just shoved it right down their fucking throat from one end of the field. And the Bears with their first pass of this drive. Yeah, that's it. The only shot the Niners had to win was to get the ball back. Yes. Because they had to score twice. And the Bears like, nope, we're just going to The Bears offense did nothing since the first. The Bears offense really did nothing since the first quarter except this drive. And that's all that they need. We got Brad Anderson split out to the right here. That All the attention goes to Brad and Walter gets a few yards. Going on race that's smart. That's smart offensive game plan. Put the great Brad Anderson on the field. Oh, it's Pinky. That was Pinky. Oh, that's right. They're, they're already giving him a blow. Pitka's already sort of rubbing it in. Pinky's coming in. Walter's coming back. Walter's like, that's enough of that shit. Yeah, I want to score a touchdown. And all they're thinking now, and that bear huddle, and with this guy and Matt Suey is. Hang on to the ball because you know the 49ers on defense will be Bears run seven minutes off the clock. And they still have the ball on the around the 17. 17. Oh, we can't we can't let that we can't let DraftKings commercial. Oh yeah, we can't let no not FanDuel. Right. Oh no no. Oh this is a DraftKings podcast. There's no FanDuel. You gotta mute that shit. Yeah, I know that fast forward. All right, now we're back. Walter's kick four. He's not going to need two here. Here's Walter. Walter running left. The sweetest part, he dragged Ronnie Lott the last two minutes. In your face, motherfucker. Drag him right over the pylon. The touchdown, and the Bears are 25 to 10. I need a cigarette after that drive. This is over. Nothing so can happen so. now that can embarrass the Niners more than what's already happened. Right. It's impossible. Right. Yeah. Well, there's James Madison. Celebrating on the sidelines, not doing anything. In, in a way, in only which wasn't James Van S. busted for coke. I think he might be celebrating in a way in only which he knew how. Sure, they're coming together, folks. These bears, they're worth looking out after. I think we got a team, man. I think we became a team. Oh, that was seven cents. It is all important. Twenty-sixth point. This doesn't really matter. Right. So in, t- in today's game, that would only be a two-score game. Yeah. But it, it's been put out of reach. Because uh, yeah, three, three, thirteen plays. This is what I mean, though, when I talk about how the two-point conversions really changed the game. Because this game's over now. Today, some shit could happen with three. Score touchdown. Go for two. Get it. Get outside kick. Exactly right. But instead, now I do. I do have to have a. I, have to, I hated Joe Montana even though he went to Notre Dame because it was before my time. But I have to respect him in this game where he's actually, you know, he goes back out here on this next drive. I would have told now, Kavanaugh, "Hey, you get your ass in there. You get hit for a while." Yeah, yeah, and he does, and then he moves him a little bit. He, but he takes a few more licks. He has to suffer the indignity of a botched. Like he, he gets a center knocked out of the game at the end, and a new center comes in. They botch a snap. So first of all, there's this. Joe is turtling, sacked by the and great Tyrone Keys. And who else? And William, the refrigerator. The refrigerator Perry. Refrigerator. Buddy, Buddy relented. Buddy actually put him in before Duke. And one of the Bears was us. It's probably the fridge. Doesn't even know where to land. It wasn't the fridge, though. I think it was Keys. Oh, no. Fred Quillen's down. Whatever will we do without him? Well, he's the center. 
So that factors oh, you don't into need the one. next Just, play. Uh, it to yourself. So Dennis Gentry and Thomas Sanders make up the backfield now for the Bears. As Walter Payton leaves the game after a glorious effort today. So, Thomas Sanders. there's the, the Thomas Sanders, Calvin, Calvin Thomas backfield. So now we're down to 140. First down hand off the Sanders. Look who's jogging in. Wait a minute. What is that? Well, that's a large man to be entering the huddle. He must be an offensive lineman. What's he doing? Are they, Are they pointing? I wonder if Bill Wallace is noticing that. <laughs> Who is that? Why is that fat man in the huddle? Right. Dick hasn't noticed. Nope. The fullback. A lot of us only vaguely noticed. And there he goes. Jimmy has given him the ball, and William has lost it. William Perry playing in the backfield with a minute to go. William the refrigerator Perry carried the ball. Uh, I think that might be a message to the Angus formation from last year in the <laughs> NFC yep. Championship. Angus, I thought it was <laughs> when, when, when Bill Walsh put Guy McIntyre back in the backfield. You can't get anything past Wayne Walsh. The Chicago Bears. No, not even the Navajo defense. Again. This time he gets a couple of yards. Yep. And that's it. They cut it off right away. It's over. Bears win. But, and honestly, if you need a companion piece, if you've made it to the end, uh, first of all, I salute you. <laughs> Two hours and, and 33 minutes. I was say, sorry about the prognosis. Um, but the next week, the Bears would go to Green Bay. And, of course, after this week, the Bears play the Packers. Uh, last year, we did a similar treatment of the Bears Monday night game when Fred's got the full Monty. And uh, I, don't, I, I think it's worth uh, a re-listen. It's kind of funny, though, to look at this game and – that, that that's like the little germ at the end of this game that had nothing to do with it until it did. I mean, this game was all about the Bears defense arriving, not taking any shit from the Niners. We actually have a quarterback, and we're on our way. But then so uh, that was like the Bears on a normal ascension, and then the Bears that were like the rock stars of the world and everything else because they were 6-0 and pretty much took off the next week. And like I said, we, we broke that down last year. Um the Bears Packers Monday night game, and you know, for and you mentioned that God, when they played the Cowboys a month later, and the I mean, the team just got better, they got more ferocious. Like, the more the season went on, it just did not relent. They had a really weird schedule. So, they, they opened with Tampa, who was the, the division rival at the time in the central, and then they played in week, in week one, and then they played them again in week five. They played I know, the Packers in week seven and week nine, just one game in between the two Packer games. That is weird. And they played um, the Vikings. They were done with the Vikings, too, pretty much. Yeah, they played the Vikings in week three, and then they played them in week eight. The only conference game they had in the last six weeks was the finale against the Lions. On the road, yeah. The only division game, not conference game, the only division game. Yeah, and they they finished with Dallas, Atlanta, Miami, Indianapolis, and the Jets, and then the Lions. Yeah, yeah. Just weird. The season really reached a fever, the regular season reached the fever pitch that feel like after the Dallas Atlanta duo where they won 80 to nothing. Cause that was, uh, right before Miami. Right. So yeah, that was 11 and 12. And the third team was Miami. So the air had to come out a little, it was just too insane. It was just like, it was, it was beyond a crescendo. The, the, what we, we just watched there was pretty awesome. 
they they had exacted revenge on the Niners. They didn't need to exact revenge on the Redskins because they actually went in and punched them in the face on in their own stadium in the playoffs year before. But nevertheless, they blew them the fuck out, forty five to ten, a few weeks earlier. They stunned the Vikings. I mean, they had these weird, these huge signature victories. It's and then it, it just got more and just it just grew. It seemed infinite. Yeah, so it's weird. They gave up forty seven points in two games against Tampa. They beat him. They beat him thirty-eight twenty-eight, and they beat him twenty-seven nineteen. They gave up twenty-four points against the Vikings the first time. Other than that, they allowed seven, ten, ten, seven, nine, ten, three, zero, zero. Then the loss wow. to the Dolphins, ten, six, and seventeen. So they wow. had a stretch from week less than twenty. Are those all those other ones that you? Called apart less than twenty points. Yeah, they only allowed is, twenty points or more three times in the season. And it's the Vikings, week one, uh, week three, one of the and Buccaneers. Wow. Yeah, they had a streak where they one, two, three, four, five, six. Where six out of seven weeks they gave up zero, less than ten points. They threw in the Packers got ten on them. Six to the ten. That's so. the fridge catches a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, the first catch is what ends up being the game-winning touchdown. Right. The novelty act. Haha, we're going to shove it up your ass. It ended up being the points they needed to win. And I don't know if you knew this, because nobody ever talks about this. Then in the playoffs, they only gave up 10 points. We mentioned that. Well, Do people know that? I don't know that anybody knows that. No, what you mentioned, what you sort of unearthed was uh, the number of yards in all three playoff games. All right, man. Catch you later. Yep. Thanks. I just want this to be over.